0: The Protect Your Neck Podcast. UFC Fight for the Troops 1 Rewind with Dan Tom and Brad Tashchuk. It was another fun look back, folks, so strap in, crack one open, and enjoy yourself. What's up, everybody? Dan Tom here from the Protect Connect podcast. I'd seen you from places like MMAJunkie.com or Action Network. Of course, I always feel like Troy McClure. Shout out to OG Simpsons fans when I say that. But of course, on this podcast, on our kind of slightly different iterations, we go back to history. Uh, I got to have a co-host for this stuff. I don't even know what we're calling this. I guess we're calling it the MMA Rewind. rerun, Rewind. I can't speak. Why not? I haven't even started drinking yet, so that's a good start. But I got my man... At Brass Chuck. Back with me, Brad Taschuk, of course, co hostess or hostess, depending if uh, Mr. Fishel shows up of the MMA Analysis Podcast. What is up, Brad?
1: Not too much. I thought you said at first, shout out to uh, OJ Simpson fans, not OG Simpsons fans, but <laughs> you know, there's, there's some of those hanging around still. But always a pleasure to be back with you, Dan. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have some fun uh, letting the people know the uh, the violence that. Uh, we're imbibing tonight along with our beers
0: yeah absolutely we like to go back on cards and it may feel like we're going to the well we'll get to that with the way back machine as far as the time period this fight card takes place of course we're going to be doing ufc fight night 16 which is an early one but better known as ufc fight for the troops uh we'll get into that and that whole kind of uh uh you know uh militaristic era iteration that the the UFC, we we see other organizations like now Bellator kind of following suit. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that in the setup here just shortly. But of course these rewind, rewind episodes, however you want to put it, it's just kind of a fun thing to do. Um, If you're like me, even when I'm a fan of the topic and the podcast and the people, whenever other people put out products like this, like I never go back to listen. You know, I think you guys have done some fun WEC, like OG Halloween ones on your podcast, Brad. And I listen to it because it's good stuff, and I, and I like you guys. But uh, you know, I, I don't go back and cue it up, so you don't have to. But we will try to include the timestamps here for you, so you can watch along and kind of uh, maximize the commentary. Makes
1: sense? Makes sense to me. Oops. I hope it makes sense right. to the listeners as well. I'm but went, uh, <laughs> I hope
0: it is too, because I'm waiting for an answer before I get started. And in the meantime, I want to crack this open. Cheers to you, listeners, on the audio versions. Uh, Brad's already uh, gotten started it's a it's a heavy sports day over there up north and uh, my hipster clearly ass who who, uh, wakes up late on the west coast where we're already behind and I don't really follow sports so maybe it doesn't matter as much for me because I'm just like an MMA nerd these days because that's my job Brad but uh but yeah man it's all good because it's uh, it's beer time it's fun time and uh, that's what this is for man it's it's a little and, and we talked about this last time Brad and I know you know I'm preaching to the choir here so I don't want to wax too much on this but yes especially for us older fans right um, even though we enjoy the gambling part too so don't get me wrong the UFC breakneck schedule is great if you like gambling on fights every weekend right like I'm not I'm not hating on that there's no shame in that but even us degenerates right Brad it it, it, it everything kind of starts to blend you know in the uniform era the apex era now that we're in And um, it's good to kind of revisit and reflect. The the sport doesn't do enough of that. You know, Uh, there's barely any, you know, legends when you look through like UFC cards these days. I think the whole month of June we've got Arlovsky and Miller on a fight night card. And then we've got Oliveira and Amanda Nunes on a pay-per-view. And those are like the only names that qualify for um, notable, vet, uh, higher-up, elite, legacy, anything like that.
1: I mean, we're we're about to watch one of them right now. In, uh, well, not right now. We'll, we'll get to that in a second, folks. But, uh, about to watch old Jimmy Miller son, uh, stepping into the, the fight for the troops. But it, it's fitting that we're doing this card on this day. Uh, I, I know we don't like to timestamp things too much, but we are recording this on Memorial Day, of course um big
0: big uh, totally, planned, totally planned
1: yeah yeah of course yeah no we we run a tight ship here that's that's how we figured this out uh <laughs> but uh as you said big big sports day for for my people the the lacrosse folks uh nobody else cares about it but uh we'll we'll get to some fights and it's interesting that you uh you bring up the the genericness generic genericity. I don't know. There's got to be a word for that. It's better than what I'm saying. Uh, cause, cause Mick Maynard was, was on the old Twitter machine talking about like, Oh, what was the last card that was bad? And my reply, I uh, just did the old quote tweet uh, cause I don't need to to get into Mick Maynard's mentions. But I said, honestly, I couldn't tell you because I can't tell one card from the other 90% of them that they are, are the exact fucking same these days.
0: That was like such a, uh, and that's the funny thing is like that's like a very like uh, that was very a uh, mild criticism from you and a very fair one overall, which is the crazy part. Like you weren't saying anything wild. It's not like, you're like just quote tweeting to like dunk on Mick or do that whole like Twitter engagement BS. Like no, you're just like straight up like, dude, <laughs> let's I, be real I, here. Like I
1: couldn't tell you, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, like like you know, and yeah, I, I you know. I, I thought about getting into it. I had my own critique just because I made me think about the schedule and I realized we're going 12 weeks straight and they, the, the one break that they had in there, which would have been perfect for them because it sets up their international fight week, allows them to build up for that whole big week. Like, no, you know what? We need another middleweight headliner with Sean Strickland. Uh, shouts to the guy who trades at my gym and I, and I train there. So I signed the waiver so they can beat me up anytime, folks. But uh, yeah, yeah, not the timestamp too much. Uh, we get a lot of that. And, um, you know, Some of these cards, as we go back, getting us back on track here, we will find out that maybe they aren't as good as we like to champion. You know, maybe we're turning into those old men going, these kids don't know music these (laughs) days, Brad. And we'll be honest with that at the end, right? We'll be honest, you know, uh, where these cards hold up. Um, So there'll be ones that maybe, you know, we're like, hey, you know what? Look, Joe Silva, he he opened this with a middleweight too. Maybe I shouldn't criticize the matchmakers, although – they open this one with a lightweight Joe Silva era surprise, surprise. Jim Miller son surprise fight of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, and, but, but, uh, and, and, but, yeah, that was funny though with the meter thing. Real quick, I was like, he must not read my columns, Brad, because people that know me and read my columns, I literally trash them every week, and I pretty much call for Joe Silva to come back to at least format the cards for us again yeah.
1: because. It- it would be wonderful. And, you know, even another thing, like, as we mentioned, uh, Memorial Day today for the folks in states, uh, they used to do massive cards on Memorial yes. Day. Like that all heavyweight main um, card. Chuck Rampage was yep. uh, on Memorial Day. There's, I'm sure, a ton uh, of Ill other. Ill Will. Uh, Bill Rampage. Will, uh, Sean Shirk. And, yeah, and Ill Will. Um, wasn't, uh, oh,
0: John John Jones, uh, was Rampage John Jones Anthony Johnson right and then it was something else but it was like Cormier or something I don't know
1: yeah uh, I think Sorry. Rampage and uh, Rashad was on Memorial yes. Day
0: like Great call.
1: it used to be a, a huge weekend and there wasn't even a card this weekend.
0: Yeah, and I remember it because like um, my my stepdad's birthday is on Memorial Day, and he's also a a, a veteran. Uh, somehow survived five tours in Vietnam as Special Forces. I don't know how he did it, but he's kind of here today. So shouts to my stepdad. <laughs> there to you my go. Stepdad. But like, he he uh, and he, he loves you know uh, he's like old school. You knew who Matt Hughes was and Liddell, right? And um, even later, like uh, he actually became familiar as I was speaking on the on the uh, Fox shows with like Demetrius Johnson. Uh, just because they threw him on Fox a lot. And he was like, yeah. he'd never seen a guy that fast in his life. And he thought it was cool, right? Um, so I re- used to remember, like, he, he'd be like, all right, what's, what's the birthday card this weekend? Because he was spoiled, right? For someone, if your yeah. birthday was on Memorial Day weekend and you're a UFC fan, to Brad's point, you were getting the treatment. And now they don't even really care. Like, they're hitting it. They're hitting it hard for, like, the first half of the year, as, like, I tweeted out. But now they'll kinda of lighten the load, which is fine, like to lay off the holidays, because remember they would do like big New Year's shows, over and mm-hmm. Brock. They don't mm-hmm. even try to do that anymore. Super Bowl. They're like like we already got we just got a check from ESPN. Like we do we don't have to celebrate holidays. We are atheists <laughs> now. We don't care about walkouts, we don't care about uniforms. But we whoa, want whoa, to our best.
1: we care about walkouts. You better not bring that Palestinian flag with you, Bilal Muhammad but yeah, uh that's true that's true
0: <laughs> and then if, or, or the, uh, the the chinese one that they snatched from a uh, li jing liang when they snatched like his <laughs> necklace off of his like the guy grabbed it so violently like leaves li <laughs> like oh, can i at least have my bracelet back like, <laughs> yeah yeah we are in a very we don't do uh we don't do woke stuff uh or whatever they said but um this was a different era where like you you know ufc had to bring it back around you know this is December 2008, so last time we did UFC Fight Night 13, one of my favorite fight nights, uh, I think we agreed that it still aged well and had some very key moments from Joe Rogan, uh, trigger warning with the uh, (laughs) R-word, Joe Rogan's epic rape choke call. We had the, uh, in the crowd that we discovered, the the, uh, Ronda Rousey uh, guys. Shadow boxing, (laughs) gift, And that took place in April of 2008. Um, This card, Fight for the Troops 1, uh, took place in December 2008. So as far as the Wayback Machine, not too much to set up Uh bedazzled jeans are still in, you know, in an affliction and still all in, in,
1: in, uh, in fashion. Right, Brad at this time. Um, they were the style. I would never say that they were in fashion, but, uh, yes, yeah. certainly people yes. were wearing them.
0: <laughs> they, they were, man, they were like, you know, unless you were like walking out, like, you know, like in Randy Couture's corner for like tub Sylvia or whatever, like affliction, like deck out series they would do for the fight. Like, uh, Unless you were a corner guy, like you saw guys dressed up as the corner guys were like the biggest posers. And that was like club attire for like beer belly 40-year-old men. I got to be careful between my age and the size of my fluctuating belly. I got to be careful with that. But yes, those were the kind of dudes who were rocking it to Brad's point. Not necessarily in fashion, but being (laughs) worn technically.
1: (laughs) Um, Um, But there were a couple things that changed since uh, the last card that we did. So uh, I think that one was was just prior – to GSP getting the welterweight title back from Matt Sarah, And right. this one happened just after Brock Lesnar became the heavyweight champion of the world. So this it's was the a golden era hot, we talk period, about. hot period for the UFC. Yeah,
0: this is the golden era we talk about. And Brock, uh, as the name dropped there by Brad, it's a big name for it. Whether you like it or not, it you really... Um, broad attention, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, now you know it, it people were this is kind of the beginning of people getting mad too that we're trying to that didn't understand the history uh, and how that we parallel much closer to pro wrestling than because then in my last top five with Drake, we parallel much closer to pro wrestling, right? Uh, and shout out to also my guy Sam Yang. I've been trying to pump out his article and give it give it shouts. But yeah, we come closer to pro wrestling than anything, and not the timestamp this episode It's just ironic, Brad, because now they are owned by the same company, UFC. And WWE <laughs> under the same roof. So that's probably just pisses people off more. But um, but yes, we are in that golden era. There's a lot of crossover audiences. And the UFC is trying to get out there. Not just with crossover between, you know, you'll see it with wrestlers. Um, you will see uh, maybe a, a year or so after this, we'll get Tough 10, I believe, Brad, right? Where they're really trying to push the NFL crossover, which they still haven't let go. As we know, they, whenever we get guys, even if, no matter who they are, Greg Hardy or whoever, we got to act like they're, they're, they're the next coming. Um, UFC, this is this era where they're really throwing darts and really trying to get their name out there. Um, and it's funny, you kind of see them doing stuff that, not to timestamp it too much, we see Bellator doing now, right? I go out to those Bellator Hawaii shows, Brad, and they do a lot of military. In fact, the reason why they do two shows is because that first one is kind of catering to the military, kind of like what the UFC does here for UFC, fight for the troops one again, like we said off the top of the show, technically it's UFC fight 916. If we're following that chronological order, I gave you the numbers as far as the date goes a second ago, but that's kind of where we are with this one. And they're, they're working with, of course, and I haven't heard this in a while. Right. And, and I just checked and apparently, you know, the, uh, the intrepid fallen heroes fund, they mainly, uh, do, you know, brain TBI special specialties. Um, they appear to be up and running from what I look, but I haven't seen, and Brad, correct me if I'm wrong. And obviously people in the comments here, uh, at, hit me up at Dan Tom MMA, um or in the comments on youtube uh i really haven't seen anything since their you know a last fight for the troops which was like almost a decade ago i want to i want to say and uh yeah i don't know if that's because like maybe like the lawyers were brad where they were like you know if we want to have a chance of pleading uh ignorance for all the future independent contractors coming to us with brain damage cases for the coming years we probably should uh we should probably, you know, we should probably part ways. I don't know if that that the, the Intrepid Fallen Heroes Fund actually started producing results in their studies, and they were like, we better we better get away from this. We want to claim <laughs> moral ignorance. <laughs> I,
1: I'm surprised. They must have signed, like, a three-fight, uh, a three-card deal. I'm yeah. surprised that after this one, they kept it going, because this, uh, as we'll get to, folks, was a violent, violent card in many different ways.
0: It was, you know, um... I, I don't know who to quote. I don't know if this is, um, and it was somebody you know who, who, who they said it off record. But uh, I don't. I want to say it was either a Mark Ratner, we had him in Junkie Studios, or perhaps like an Ant Evans character on Twitter, right? Uh, not character. He, he works obviously with the UFC, but it's got plenty of ties and um, is, is is a re, is is a resource as far as that that side of the fence goes. But I, I, I don't want to misquote anybody here. But I believe it was somewhere in that orbit. But someone said that like, yeah, uh, a lot of UFC brass, including Joe Silva, cited this as one of the most violent cards they did in history. Um, to my anecdotal memory, and of course, my memory is very biased at this time, not just because it's the golden era, but it's probably the peak of like people like me and Brad, for example, our fan, our fandom, right? So there's a little bit of bias there. But this was a violent card to my memory, Brad. Do you have any memory of this one? Did you watch it live? Or where do you come in uh, before we rewatch here?
1: Did watch it live, definitely, Uh, but as you said, this is, uh, you know, we're we're going on almost 15 years now uh, away from this, so I actually, we were chatting before we started recording here, and and I made the the same mistake that you did, where I thought this was the one that they actually held in the hangar, Uh, but it turns out this is in an actual arena in Charlotte or something like that, Fayetteville, North Carolina, I assume that's the same thing. Uh, I don't know where cities are in North Carolina, but yeah, uh, obviously the memory has faded a little bit as far as the, the atmosphere of the fight because you you think of fight for the troops and you think of that sort of like iconic ring surround or octagon surrounded by the actual service members. Uh, this was not quite that, but uh, certainly it, it had a different atmosphere than your typical UFC fight night.
0: Yeah, it certainly did. And they're pretty good about getting people with military experience. For example, we're going to actually start with something on the prelims, folks. So, of course, if you go to UFC Fight Pass to follow along, that's what we're going to be using. Um, and uh, UFC Fight Pass, when you pull up, as Brad said, if actually be typing, just type in troops. And this is UFC Fight for the Troops one. That's the fastest way. But it'll be Josh Koscheck, Yoshida's as the picture. More than likely, they headline this card. Um, but the, uh, the main card, air quotes offering that UFC fight pass offers. It's a, it's an hour and 43 minutes. We're about to start uh, here in a second, but it's also going to include Luigi Fioravanti versus Brody Favor, which is fine, but uh, Ben Saunders versus Brandon Wolf, which is good. This was another violent fight. It does not include the, you know, I guess, spoiler alert, one of the first uh, of a graphic injuries that we're going to see in the UFC, um, which is this very card. So historical significance, number one, right? Numero uno. So we're going to start there me and brad are already queued up uh this one again you don't have to type in troops for this one this one you're going to type in something separate then we'll go to the actual air quotes main card offering just type in cory hill and you know or Corey hill versus dale hart that's h-a-r-t-t uh go click on their fight fast forward through the walkouts i believe dale hart has the military background he comes out with some ranger up gear you know they like to do they like to book these with at least you know one of the sides, the A side, the B side, the blue corner, the red corner, at least one with some military experience there. Fast forward it to six minute and 10 seconds. It's the tail of the tape. That's where me and Brad are linked up. And, um, it's okay if it's not exact, it's, it, it's totally cool, but Brad, I'm going to ready my remote here. If you want to ready your trigger finger and we'll count off for the folks at home, we're going to start off with this fight here, uh, between Dale Hart and Corey Hill and, uh, and we'll, uh. We'll chat during and after, okay? So we're at both at 610, and I'm going to count down from 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. All right, tail of the tape is rolling in. Still the graphic is up as we are already played, and it fades out. Uh, you're the same spot as me, Brad, so we're going. We got Bruce Buffer. Look at Bruce. He's only a two-tone with a pocket square. That seems naked for Bruce, you know, but that's a – he was much more plain back then.
1: He looks good. Uh, It's it's an an even salt and pepper mix at this point for Bruce still. More uh, – you know, not more uh, salt than pepper as as it is today.
0: Dale Hart wearing some toe-to-toe brand shorts, and I just bring that up. It's not the most popular brand, but I feel like every time I've seen toe-to-toe in the last 10 years – it's worn out and ragged, so to see it in like brand new condition looks funny. Again, <laughs> 2008. And, you
1: got, I was going to say see, the see. Uh, the military guys in the in the front row cheering for uh, for Dale Hart. I assume yep. they announced that he was a uh, a former service member in the intro.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know there are probably other uh, differentiating factors we don't have to get into. We'll just say MMA, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Corey Hill, by the way, I thought he was 6'3", which was already tall, for a lightweight 6'4", according to that graphic there. And uh, again, not to spoil it, but I have a theory on these types of injuries, Brad. Not only do they <laughs> usually occur in lighter weights, although we see it happen more notably at middleweight a couple years after this, uh, but usually long, lanky, skinny fighters, right? Yep. One of the uh, few 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 scenarios where we're
1: glad we're not, uh, we're not tall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice leg kicks by Corey Hill. Very uh, yeah, Dale Hart starts with the uh, the sneak attack to the nuts. Uh, good military tactics there. Maybe he took some Absolutely. Krav Maga Krav Magal- classes.
0: <laughs> they joke and say everybody gets one, but maybe in this era, Brad, it was like everybody gets three. <laughs> like, Rush did not want to take points, you know what I'm saying? Like, they were way more – everyone complains now. I believe they were way more reluctant back then, or is that just selective memory?
1: Uh, I I feel like there was more of an anything goes kind of mentality there. Uh, Corey yeah, Hill actually uh, some, some decent clinch wrestling to get the takedown there. Couldn't really hold position, but uh, yeah, I, I
0: especially in transition for a tall guy, right?
1: And uh, oh, there, there's something you don't see every day. The uh, Aljo pulled one of those off a few years ago. the The that's arm the triangle from the, guy the, guy. the bottom. Yeah, yeah.
0: Dale Hart just went for that on Corey Hill. Well, yeah, I, I haven't watched Corey Hill fight in a minute. You know, I, I think I watched a bit of that tough series he was on. But it, you know, you just hear BJ screaming, be first, be first the whole time. I don't think I really uh, took in too much of the fighting.
1: And Corey Hill barking at people, of course.
0: Yeah, that too. Yeah, that too.
1: <laughs> That's what, that is the second thing that I remember about him. Uh, we'll get to the first in about three minutes and 40 seconds of fight time, folks. <laughs> hey. That's true, yep.
0: <laughs> and speaking of a tough, uh, there's a lot to contend with, and I was about to say Monster Lobster, and you actually see a Monster Lobster sponsorship on Corey Hill. How about that? Tough uh, competitors sponsoring each other after the fact. Pretty cool, huh? Monster Solidarity.
1: Lobster. The brotherhood is strong. I, I different, I saw, different brotherhood, sorry. <laughs> I,
0: I believe the guy Monster Lobster, I don't know the fighter's name, but I saw him at, a, at uh, when I was at Matt Favola's Contender Series Fight Live at the old Tough Gym in 2018. He was part oh, of the Favola, Favola contingent.
1: It's Alan something for sure. Yeah,
0: it is. Yeah. And I know uh, Frivola will go down to Florida too, like a lot of New Yorkers. I know we're talking about random things now, and they're back up on the feet, throwing kicks at each
1: other. Now I got to look this up. Alan Barubi? Is, is that? Yeah, right? yeah, there yeah. That
0: is. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody just preferred to call him Monsalop so you barely ever heard his name spoken.
1: <laughs> uh, it, it's a shame that uh, Matt Sarah wasn't that guy's coach. That would have been, whew, that would have been some cornering right there. Oh, that would have been that would have been uh, epic.
0: Um, by the way, the toe to toe shorts that uh, it's like a blue, red, and yellow. It looks like a circus tent, doesn't it? Like I like a clown shorts or something <laughs> that Dale Hart's wearing. Like I, I just hear in my head. Sorry.
1: Well, he's certainly making a show of trying to close the distance in this fight. So you got that going for you.
0: Yeah, they are definitely getting into their uh, a bit of a leg kick battle, which shouldn't surprise anybody who knows the result of this fight. I guess, a bit fortuitous.
1: It's uh, it's yeah, MMA is a, a wild sport that there can be two physiques that are this different that fight in the same weight class. It's just just crazy. Nothing like it, folks.
0: I'm a, I'm really impressed. Corey Hill gets another takedown with his level change, and like uh, again, like tall guys being able to wrestle like this, it's uh, it's 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 not very common. Hence why you know guys like John Jones, when they actually know how to wrestle, can wreak havoc, especially in bigger, taller divisions or you know l- larger divisions. But uh, I will say, classic MMA, Brad. He's got the reach and uh, feints the jab, doesn't use the jab, and Corey Hill just keeps closing distance anytime he can, even though he's clearly has the longest range out of anybody in the division
1: and it's not even like the the leverage takedowns that he's getting they're just like straight shots it's like john jones used to be you know get those trips in the clinches and, and stuff like that kind of tricky uh, things these are just straight up takedowns like just nothing going on there that's as as hard
0: yeah I mean maybe that's just how he fights obviously we haven't brushed up on our Corey hill footage forgive us folks no disrespect no. to the man
1: but uh, it is just
0: kind of ironic we're pointing out that the tallest guy in the division is fighting like a smaller fighter, like a Frankie Edgar. Who was supposed to be on this card, by the way. Frankie Edgar and Brian Stan, both initially scheduled for this for this card.
1: The, uh, the Frankie Edgar uh, dropout switched for for Jim Miller. That one works out pretty well. Uh, that one works Brian out well. Brian Stan one, we'll, we'll get there.
0: We'll get to that. That adds to the violent night for sure. But, uh, you know, for us, round one's over. But for us WEC fans, um, that was a continuation of their series, obviously, Cantwell and Stan. Um, Stan was kind of the guy, you know, uh, uh, over in WEC who just looked like it was like their baby face that wasn't going to get beat. And Cantwell kind of came out of nowhere and they were going to rematch in this. Of course,
1: uh, it did not uh, quite happen and uh, this night, that is. Nope. Uh, that was very, very clearly a uh, a Corey Hill round. A couple yes. almost close submission attempts from Hart from the bottom, but uh, not much else going on from there. And and he's huffing pretty good after the first five minutes.
0: Well, I'm looking at the back of media Row. But my favorite thing, like I said on the last things of these been. Yeah. I love looking at them, the side, you know, like, Dana White's talking to some advertiser guys right now. You see him in the corner. He's not even, uh, <laughs> you know, he's not even, he's not even up at cage side. He, he's smoothing advertisers because again, they had to try back then. Like,
1: Wait, was that uh, Monster Lobster in uh, Corey Hill's corner?
0: That that makes even more sense. That actually makes I, more sense. Yeah, the, the I,
1: I think it. I think it was. Anyway, focus gentleman. up. Yeah. Focus I know. Tunnel vision here. Oh, another leg kick. Oh. Oh. oh! oh! I didn't realize the fight went on so long after that. He yeah. and he, he Why? Was a bad am, what? Back too. Oh! Oh! That was worse
0: looking than the Anderson Silva one, man. That was worse than the Anderson Silva one. Oh my god! The whole thing was worse than the Anderson Silva one. Oh my god! Oh. Of course, we're we're referencing a shin snap. If you didn't know the result and get what we were hinting at already, folks. First wow. one in the UFC industry. First one in any kind of mainstream MMA organization. Feel free to correct me. Definitely the first in the UFC. This is before yep. Anderson and Weidman, folks. Holy crap. Joe Silva's, Joe Silva's still going in there and shaking the hand. Like, Dale Hart's like, like what, what, what just happened? What, he's like, yeah. freaking out. Like, he's like, why are you shaking my hand? What just happened? Like, I couldn't read his lips. He was freaking out.
1: And I, I think he was like, did I just win? Uh, and they've cut a whole bunch of the fight out as uh, – you might expect um, yeah because the the aftermath of that took a little while to to get him stable and out of the cage uh but man wow. i did not remember at all at that R- that Roman's fight face. went on that long i'm i'm gonna have to listen to the uh the interview wow. here
0: yeah turn up a little yeah. You're good i'm listening through yours Well, to be honest with you, before, we wait together, we've been talking the whole time, man, and of course, awesome, dude. And wow. I want to see it in every state of my heart, but I, I don't want to see him like this. Well, this is just a freak accident. Take a look at the big tree, where show it shows
1: you right now. Oh, do they actually show it? They're going to replay
0: this too, Jesus. Oh! Oh!
1: Oh!
0: Every part of this is worse than the Anderson Silva one. That's all I can explain, right? Like, the flailing of the leg
1: and the... I... I remembered it being stopped immediately. Um, I did not remember the fight going on for another 10 seconds after that it happened. After that fell
0: and fo- folded back on him.
1: Like, it yeah. was... Well, he didn't even... Even Hill didn't <laughs> react until he... The fight was stopped and he looked down at it. And then he was... Then he did the, the shock thing. But... Man, oh, adrenaline geez. is uh, a hell of a drug. That's a uh, wow! Wow! That'll wake you up in the morning. See
0: Dana on his feet walking around in the background. I always pay attention to what's going on in the background on these shows. Mark Rand, Mark, Mark Randerson, everybody must be in shock. Like, jeez. Oh, wow! Oh my God! all right. That, that's well, that's over. Let's uh, <laughs> as we digest that, I'm gonna start queuing up. Uh, queuing up uh, again go to troops on UFC fight pass. I know it's a stirring, uh, transition there. My goodness.
1: Um, yeah. So as Dan said, type in uh, troop or troops on uh, UFC fight pass, go down to playlists and you've got the the full fight card right there. So a little bit quicker than typing in the whole thing. Cause for some reason, uh, UFC fight pass still uses the exact yep. same interface that UFC.tv did back in the day.
0: Absolutely. Wow. Um, all right, all right. I'm going to give you guys a couple seconds to do that. Brad, are you there? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be playing from the beginning, very beginning on play for this. Yes,
1: yeah, uh, I'm, I'm okay, on one too? second.
0: Okay, so. cool. That's when we'll be. That's when we'll be starting this, folks. So uh, we'll continue our reaction. I'm not just going to pretend that didn't happen, but you know how it is. They have a, a plan. in. <laughs> There'll be chances for us to talk another word still about digest that. Um, and they're going to make some stuff from the prelims too. But all right, guys, five, four, three, two one play and it's laying there we go it's mike swick talking the oh, he, oh, hey, oh, 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 the gladiator thing sorry for your ears terrible impersonation you guys got it it'll, it'll, it'll cue in
1: people the jonathan Goulet.
0: Oh. yep Goulet. speaking of uh french canadians there um although uh you know, maybe not the best shin. We'll see how he, we'll see how he fares uh, uh, in a little bit, though. Uh, that was one of the things I always remembered about Goulet, perhaps apropos, perhaps not. Yoshiyuki Yoshida, classic judo guy who just wanted to bang to his own detriment, right?
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, wh- where are you at on this, uh, timestamp-wise? Because I think I might have gotten a couple seconds ahead of you as yours queued Probably, up.
0: Probably. My, my, mine took a little bit. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to click 10 seconds forward there, maybe. And let's see. Let's see. There we go. Minute. 101, 102. How far ahead of you are me? Just said Matt
1: Wyman. I'm at 108, 109. Okay, just a little bit ahead of me. There we go. I'll, I'll pause it for two seconds. There we go. Um,
0: showing uh, Dustin Poirier's coach right now. and It didn't show his graphic, his name yet. And now it Tim Tim Crater. Tim
1: Crater. That sounds like Cajun fella.
0: I was like, this isn't, uh, that's right. We've had a couple Abdul Razak's, uh, Raza, or Razak Al-Hassan's. This is not the Abdul.
1: <laughs> this is uh, Razak Al-Hassan coming in on short notice. Uh, and you can tell that because he's never fought in the UFC, so he does the, the Misty Shower uh, shadow boxing, a classic yep. from time. Throwback. People remember so, those.
0: Th- those. <laughs>
1: Uh, we'll get to, uh, I'll wait until we get to, uh, to Jonathan Goulet's fight, uh, which is in the co-main event, but, uh, I'm not sure I've ever kind of spoken about the, uh, the introduction that I had to to MMA way back in the day. Uh, oh, but wow. that, that'll be a, a pretty, uh, you know, somewhat relevant, uh, to, uh, to how I first got into MMA. So that'll be cool. A little teaser for the folks. Nice.
0: I'm excited here. I don't need yeah. this one, folks. I'm excited. <laughs> Headquarters, Airborne Corps, and Fort Bragg. You know, mm-hmm. Brad, I don't I don't think they showed prelims back in these days, right, or had prelim deals, right? Um, and I know they extended the broadcast for the first time on Spike back on our first fight night that we watched for so UFC Fight Night 13. I guess my question is here, That's- how do we have memory of this Corey Hill thing? Did they really – Insert this in the broadcast. They, they, they were like, "Hey, we gotta we gotta show everybody this."
1: I do they- not remember. Uh, I think it was one of those things where, like, this was still back in the the sure dog play by play days. Uh, unless they show a little clip of it somewhere in here, uh, but it just became like, it was so out there in the the play by plays and, and that sort of stuff that. People had to see it, and uh, eventually the the internet found a way, even back in 2008. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I remember seeing it yet, very right?
0: quickly. Yeah. Twitter starts the year after this, right? Uh, I remember getting my Twitter account in April of the following year, 2009.
1: Yep, I, I think mine was in 2009 as well. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I saw this forum somewhere. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. It, it may have been on this broadcast um but uh but we'll see um I would be surprised if it was on the broadcast and they kept it in uh, based on how much of what happened they edited out already but yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get there um maybe, maybe yeah, we'll see w- it maybe we won't that's why we watch it first folks
0: right and it it gets tricky uh, people you know will, uh, from this era who watch this era will forgive us because not only was there not prelims, so you're like, well, if there wasn't prelims, either there was prelims or there wasn't, Damn, What's so hard to parse? Well, folks, because they didn't have prelim deals, the UFC was actually good about trying to promote under-promoted things, and, as well as fill time. So when you had an early finish, they would always grab a, a finish from the prelims and plop it onto the broadcast. So you regularly saw fights in the prelims despite not having a prelim deal. Right, Brad?
1: That is very correct. Uh, I think we get, as you said already, two of them on, on this card that we'll watch, uh, one, uh, a full, uh, well, don't want to spoil it too much. Uh, yeah. but, uh, one's uh, a full 15 minute fight. Um, and the other one is not, uh, but yeah, the, uh, they would tuck things in whenever there was a finish. This was another, I believe it was uh, a three hour time slot for this one. I don't think they all were at this point. Uh, But I know for the the fundraising aspect, they definitely did this one for three hours.
0: Yep. And they got a pretty good, decent crowd here in North Carolina. Uh, This is at the, by the way, not to timestamp too much. It was Memorial Day weekend. And we are coming off a rare UFC break where their last card was in North Carolina. They haven't been there in about five years prior. So um, kind of another apropos, not to timestamp it. But they were in the Cumberland County Crown Coliseum. Welcome Ooh. to the Cumberland Crown County Team. watermelon contest in the back. Like, sorry, it just sounds like something like that. Apologies for your ears. That just sounds. Good. There was uh,
1: one little clip of Matt Wyman walking out there, and I I glanced up at the TV quickly. I thought it was Patrick Cote walking out for a second, but uh,
0: well, look that's... at that young Jimmy Miller. <laughs> He's got like peach fuzz on his. He's got peach fuzz instead of like the uh,
1: the old full grizzled, grizzled beard. Bar.
0: Yes, yeah. or beard. Like he's got like almost like a reddish peach fuzz, like, you know. <laughs> like he's still maturing. This is his young Jimmy Miller folks. And and speaking of young, I mean, Matt Wyman, I know he made that random return for whatever reason during the pandemic to newer fans. Um, so he looked like a grizzled hipster. Yeah, I know. He looked like just a, and he was really angry, right? He was very angry. And he was always kinda weird, but like uh you can kind of see why they call him uh, handsome Matt Wyman, much younger back here, back here in two
1: thousand eight. Almost like fighting isn't good for the long term looks.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's even why, Jim like, Miller. You
1: know, like you know, not a, a horrible looking fella at this point in time.
0: No, man. He's he almost like uh, you know he's got the uh, the the light eyes. He's got like a. If, if somebody done him up right, he could do, like, some kind of uh, Backstreet Boys, like, uh, kind of a sketch to make fun of, like, a boy band. <laughs> Not that he looks like a boy band, but he could totally, like, you know, do enough to be a sketch to, like, make fun. He's very young and handsome-looking, Jimmy
1: Jimmy Miller. Not ashamed Who to say is, that. Uh, Kevin. Kevin 24. was, like, the trashy kind of Backstreet Boy. Yes, uh, yeah, Jim he Miller, looks like. Yes. Jim Miller could be that guy.
0: Yeah, he looks like Kevin. Oh, my God. Oh God. You're not gonna
1: get analysis like this anywhere else, folks.
0: That's right. You got Dan Miller and oh remember uh oh, I I love that guy uh, was it, uh, Mike Constantino in the corner.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't Mike been around in a minute.
0: Yeah, he got more into managing and then kinda of fell into the background, but uh was kind of a uh, you know, underrated, kind of a Mark Henry esque corner, not to stick keep a two jersey, but uh I, I like Mike Constantino. He did good interviews on Junkie Radio back in the day?
1: I don't know if I'm misremembering what I thought from back in the day, but I kind of thought that uh, Dan Miller was going to end up being the more success more successful of the uh, huh. the fighting Millers uh, when they first well, came into the UFC, which was sure. both around the same time.
0: Sure. Well, he had the IFL highlights for people like yourself who actually followed that, so that would actually make sense to you. You and others probably would have thought that at the time.
1: I think it was the uh, the Rochel win too. I was like, "Oh, yes, God, yeah, yeah, that's a big deal." And uh, these guys are that's getting to it.
0: Just yep, chucking them. Of course, Jim Miller stepped in for Frankie Edgar on like three under three weeks' notice or something on this fight. At the open stance, Miller southpaw, of course, classic. I
1: already clipping Wyman a couple times with those hooks on the inside. Yep. I mean, off the brakes.
0: A, Jim Miller was one of the guys I would watch to try to like instruct myself on how to like try to like okay well, what what should I do with a south ball? I thought that that was his forte, but oh guillotine, classic Jimmy! <laughs> I don't know if he will get Eat one, but guillotine. we'll probably see him Ooh. going for one again this weekend.
1: <laughs> I I already put a bet on Jim Miller this weekend for what it's worth. My
0: man, my 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 <laughs> man,
1: <laughs> Whew. that is. Uh... Wyman looked like he wanted to tap a couple times on this already. but yep,
0: uh, he, Yamasaki almost giving him a full handshake to try to get his hand, Wyman's hands off Miller's shorts there, you see. <laughs> Again, warnings for days, right? Uh, no point, but he'll let you be a warrior, that Yamasaki. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jeez.
0: He'll let you warrior your cheat your way out of a submission, but he won't let well, like,
1: you, you know. He didn't even get a warning there. He was just batting no. his hand away. way. He was like, eh, you might get choked out, so whatever. You can cheat however you want. That's not a problem.
0: I'm just glad Miller wasn't wearing a tie cup. Otherwise, it would have been, like, making him uncomfortable. Which one of them? Oh, uh, yeah, that's true, too. I just feel sure Wyman hooking hooking it and catching a finger. You know, the, it just turns into a wedgie situation, yeah. <laughs>
1: couple of decent elbows from, uh, from Jimmy from the top as well staying busy yeah. oh one of them looks like it cut Wyman open rubbing his face so this
0: is classic Jim Miller so far we all we know that he's hellfire in the first round i'm I'm curious to see if uh how he holds up uh, as this fight goes on now let's see what my memory is of early Jim Miller if he's if his gas was any better or same or he's a furious I- get one.
1: I feel like, I mean, just based on the age, it was probably a little bit better. And then you've got all the, the health stuff on top of that that has crept in over the years with, with his career, but
0: you'll yeah, uh, right.
1: find out certainly, but uh, definitely a, a nice pace to start this one off and uh, has Wyman in trouble in, in multiple ways.
0: Yeah, cut my Wyman open with some elbows. So, you know, Jim Miller reminding us that he's always been a fan of the elbows. He's not... Quite as skilled at, at where He's doing these single collar tie elbows like you see him later at 155, UFC 155 against Joe Lozon, but a grounded pound, he will slice, and he's on bottom, of course. Class, class <laughs> gym. Classic Jim. Aggression getting him on bottom. Yeah. Jim Miller has never seen a submission that he's never not thought he could get.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was like a – it was halfway between a triangle and an inverted triangle from, from him being in guard. Uh, and he was like, "No, no, I got this."
0: Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter how black his Ooh. belt is. It doesn't matter how much of a veteran Jim is. He will always make that that mistake and just go for every submission that comes across the table.
1: Nice uh, up kick to the body. Yeah, and up kick to the face there as he was standing was. up. And, uh, Wyman Bob landed in the body shot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Wyman. Uh, Wy- Wyman I- always came to scrap, man. I mean, he, he was uh, a you know an action well, fighter in that way. For the most part, Ooh.
1: yeah. Oh, body Ooh, that one hurt. hurt the body.
0: They just went and to like body wars, and Jim Jim being the southpaw side got him better. Look, well, he might have got the liver there. Wyman did not like that.
1: No, that's uh that one tickled. Um, yeah, Wyman uh, always showed up except for those last couple of fights, which yes, understandable. You know, was, was like a yeah. million years old at that point. I remember this, uh, he would say, "Uh, what's up?" Good.
0: I was gonna say he would if he if he won he would always shout out his dogs Matt Wyman because he would always <laughs> leave the channel to whatever the fight was gonna be on so the dogs his dogs could see him fight I appreciated <laughs> that yeah
1: I was just gonna say some of these fights at this pace first of all this is why you start the card off with lightweights or you know in in today's day and age something lightweight or lower uh, on the card yeah, because yeah you get a, a fast paced fight like this but. Four minutes of this fight went went by, and I was just like, oh, wow, there's only a minute left in the round? It's uh, it's crazy. Never fail yeah.
0: And, you know, uh, not to spoil, but kind of like, you know, the guy who was supposed to fight here, um, Frankie Edgar, who fought Gray Mater in the last rewatch we did, right? Again, it was one of the few cards, a few fights on that card that went to a decision, spoiler alert, and uh, you wouldn't be able to know. It's not a complaint because it's entertaining, even when there is no finish.
1: Nice, nice reactive that. shot by Miller there.
0: Hustling. I mean, he's going through all the phases, the dirty boxing. We just actually saw some dirty boxing off the collar tie there. Single legs. I mean, you're, 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 these guys aren't as good as they're going to end up being, especially Jim Miller. But they're still showing full-fledged MMA here,
1: especially for They have the ideas in place, at least.
0: Yeah. We're seeing leg kicks. We're seeing literally all ranges, boxing range, kickboxing range, clench. Uh, reversal, submissions, grounded pound. Again, that's why that, that's, the, that's the lightweight division or lighter weight divisions.
1: So far, counters, and you don't hear this... Ooh, nice counter. Body work. You don't hear this about Miller a lot these days, but uh, to me, so far, this fight has come down to him being a far superior athlete than Matt Wyman.
0: That is true, too, yeah. You, you do forget about that, and that's... I mean... He may not jump out as an athlete, but Miller explodes like he fights like one. You know, he 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 fights in explosions.
1: Yep, and that's part of the the cardio issues these days. But right. uh, through uh, a minute and a half of round two, it's holding up well so far.
0: Body work, and it looks like Matt Wyman is the one that took this one on short notice. Obviously, he's taking a lot of body shots, so he's he's feeling it and wearing it. But I mean, Jim's pace isn't he's slowing down, and we're we're halfway through through the. Uh, the scheduled time for the fight
1: actually knows how to finish a single against the cage i mean it wasn't the greatest cleanest right. finish in the world but at least he pulled him off the cage to try and finish it instead of trying to wrestle him in the third row
0: <laughs> yeah which is a good adjustment because what did he start the round uh failing on some singles in the open so he's like well let me get him to the cage and i could get a probably better bite on this and now he's on top yep and wyman looking like he's tired and, and feeling it. I, don't, I don't blame him it's just Again, crazy. Miller was the one that took this fight on short notice, but like, that's why Joe Silva loved him. You know, he's like, Jim Miller never said no. And the guy always came to fight. And that, that's just,
1: I, I won. I don't know that, uh, topology or anything necessarily goes back this far, but I wonder if Miller had something booked around this and then yeah, I mean, he looks in good shape. Too. Fight is, yeah.
0: It's trim. Yeah. Hayabusa. I didn't realize Hayabusa was around back then. This is early Hayabusa, obviously, Jim Miller's wearing. You got uh, the classic. I like those camo-cut ones. I'm not like a big camo guy, believe it or not, but I do like the camo-cut sprawls that Matt Wyman has. Cool colors. Primarily black with a little bit of trim.
1: Every once in a while around this uh, period of time, we actually used to get uh, Hayabusa commercials on TV up here because GSP was, was one of their guys. So. Yeah, we nice. used, to, used to see those every so often. Are
0: they a Canadian company?
1: don't think so. Um I, I wish I knew. Um yeah. my I first pair of uh I, I was never much for the the striking arts folks. I, I yeah this space is not built for getting punched. Um but the the first pair of gloves that I ever had was a, a pair of Hayabusa, so
0: <laughs> they're good gloves. I I I uh I have Hayabusa gloves right now. Um, I liked my first pair, so I, uh, I got the second pair. I still have my um, fitted shin guards from like 2012, back when I was actually on the Extreme Couture amateur fight team, um, because they just made perfect like sleeve ones, so you could like kickbox with them, but you could also grapple. You know, they weren't oh, okay. like Velcro straps or anything; they like, they were slide-ons, right? Yeah. But they still had like really good padding, and even though the heels and the stitchings all like come apart at the bottom for the most part, they still work fine. I still use them. used them in camp last year. It's great, great. Not, not, not a uh, product, folks. Just, just, just shouting out high, high they, they, Brad, Brad, not talking out of his ass. They actually make
1: good quality stuff. I know a thing every now and then, and I know that we got off on a tangent there, but uh, you know, there's still plenty of action uh, on the ground here. i am trying to find base? Miller's constantly throwing ground and pound here and uh, trying to get around those hips, but. Yeah, a, a solid second round and uh as we suspected, uh Jim Miller has held up the pace a little bit better than he would in 2023.
0: Yeah, I mean, what I would give Brad to I mean, you know, just to see this version come out and just wreck some kid again. Uh and he's done that at his older age, which is amazing, right? So Jim, you know, props to Jim, but yeah. Um, And by the way, yeah, I'm I'm sure people will get a, you know, I'm sure Brad, you're getting used to this by now. It it, it will not be uh, uncommon for me to comment either on the crowd, hairstyles, or the fashion of the time. In fact, (laughs) that'll probably be a good third to half of the commentary. It won't be technical. You're going to get a break from the technical stuff from me. I'll I'll, I'll talk about it here and there, but, uh, you
1: know. (laughs) I like to look around at the, uh, the sponsors. Yeah, um, I do. so they do actually have behind each fighter, as you can see now, the the fallen heroes uh, donation site. Mario Yamasaki's uh, doing some mop-up duty. Good for him. Uh, maybe the UFC can bring him back to to clean the octagon or something like that these days. The the Valkyrie sponsorship wasn't that the uh, that Tom Cruise Bud Light. Movie? I uh, can't have them anymore. That's some of that woke shit. And uh, yeah, yep. that was a big one. Matt Wyman coming out, uh, like a house on fire for about ten seconds, and gets taken down again.
0: Yep. And Jimmy hits the level change. By the way, Valkyrie wasn't that the Tom Cruise Nazi movie where no one spoke with German accents, but they were all Nazis? <laughs> of course, so. UFC advertised that. This is by Holzer, right? Era. So of course, is, You know,
1: <laughs>
0: oh my God
1: there's some of this stuff like I saw and heard about these products like BSN every yeah, week I used
0: to, I no used to clue have what that actually is <laughs> I actually b- b- bought their protein tub I remember because it had like Forrest Griffin on the front and I'm like this stuff is really chalky tasting and against Forrest <laughs> but I was like oh, I don't know about this stuff let me just work on my Jiu Jitsu instead just...
1: they decided to release the Tom Cruise movie about Nazis on Christmas Day. That's uh, wow! Christmas. I, I just oh, see Christmas. the uh, the twelve twenty five on the, the mat there. <laughs> wow,
0: <laughs> what a campaign! I mean, what a campaign! <laughs> Advertising on UFC mats, and uh, I mean, they're to the right audience. I mean, let's be honest, but
1: <laughs> especially this card. <laughs> I know. Oh
0: my god! The irony, right? Oh, jeez.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: and it's on a military card
1: <laughs> uh, oh, they right. you gotta give them credit I mean, I guess you still kind of have to give them credit like they they still kind of know their audience, but they really knew their audience back in this time period.
0: What's the corporate term, Brad? Uh, Brad, Brad, is it a brand consistency? Is that the term?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ooh. It was a ah, real heavy uh, left hand down into side control that got him into side control from Miller. There, that was uh, that was one right on target. Matt Wyman has a chin on him. That's for sure. That was that was yeah.
0: Man, Jim Miller was just hell to deal with. I mean, this is this isn't too, This is either just before or just after his fight with Dwayne Ludwig, where like he drops Dwayne Bag Ludwig and then armbars him. Like everyone remembers the armbar on the record, but like he actually outstruck Dwayne Bag Ludwig. Jim Miller did. Remember that?
1: Yeah. He knocked
0: him down. His clothes uh, rubbed his ass.
1: And that guy invented uh, an entire system of striking. So that's got to be good.
0: That's right. Yeah, he actually does it uh, it's uh taking at my gym, so uh you know I, I shouldn't be talking talking smack, but I, I, you know guys know me. I love I like mean, Jim Miller. Ooh,
1: nice knee from Wyman there, but ends up on <laughs> <Yes>. back again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I can't celebrate some Jim Miller, baby. I bet your ass. Oh pause on my end. Uh, mine paused at one fifty eight. Is are still going?
1: It is. Okay. i will a pause it to you. At- one or if you want to catch up, uh, I'm at 145, 44, 43. Just like frozen over here. I'm uh, nice um, you, here. You, Wyman you using angle to get back to his yeah. feet. And keep uh, the audience will
0: right there.
1: Yeah, Miller used a crucifix to to get to Wyman's back. That was actually pretty slick. I'm I'm upset that Dan missed that because he would have really appreciated that. Right. And Miller on the back, and it's 2008, so uh, people don't just hold on to the body triangle forever um, u- using the hooks. Um, almost looked like he crossed his legs there, but I, I don't think it matters 14 minutes into a fight. Guys really aren't going to take advantage of that. Uh, right. And it uh, kind of looks like uh, like Jimmy's slowing down a bit at this point and, and looking to hold Makes on sense. to some, some position. But uh, – Little opening that uh if he really wanted to he could probably slip around for an arm triangle, but uh, I, I don't think he's too interested in that. Being up twenty eighteen with uh, now thirty four thirty three seconds left in the fight.
0: Yeah, I'm sure Mike Constantino and Dan Miller are just screaming like, "Just stay on, stay in control, Jim."
1: <laughs> Standing a bunch more ground and pound coming in and yeah just forcing more and more grappling exchanges as jim miller is ought to do using the, the front headlock to uh to control some position that's going to be uh, just about it for this one folks we'll, we'll get uh dan caught up for the the next one uh jim miller looks like he is tired and in pain after that fight but uh <laughs> we'll get to the official decision coming yeah. up next allegedly
0: it's making me fast forward so i'm going to try to fast forward and try to meet for maybe they give jim miller a post fight and i'll try to cue in on that otherwise we'll uh we'll definitely cue in on the start of the next one for sure
1: i'm at you, uh,
0: you, 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 yeah you just keep rolling on yours and let me know. Twenty-four fifty on my spot okay
1: Kind of like there was someone ringside just shrieking. I'll turn uh, it up. I'll turn it up. Eddie, so right, so right. Maybe. You know, it, it has to be a tough for you. you know, up. Mm. I've never hit
0: someone like so hard so many times and have was It was on pretty good, but uh, it was and it was only a little, you know, better time for my arm to out they don't want to take you out a week to it. So, uh, you know, I just tried to gasp out a bunch later. And he was in a awesome combination that you landed later on the fight. He was on my head wobbling. What just happened? Was he tired?
1: <laughs> he said there was an awesome combination that you landed later in the fight. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Jim Miller just like. Keep it
0: le- letting it roll. Uh, I have it paused right at the uh, graphic after they go to the crowd and then the graphics loading up of Tim Crater versus his opponent. Um, they're going to show a crowd shot before that of people cheering, panning, and then it's going to do the classic UFC kind of
1: graphic. Let me know yeah, when, that, they, when uh, that hits. A, a timestamp for that? Oh,
0: 2634, sorry.
1: 2634. I am 15 seconds away from you, sir. All right. I just watched Kostchek and Yoshida getting their hands taped.
0: Count me in the last five seconds. Uh, 29,
1: 64. 30, yeah. 31, 32, 33, 34,
0: 35. Cool. All right. We're back on, folks. Cool. Hopefully you stayed with Brad for that then. And we are rolling right into Tim Crater versus uh, Nate. Not Brendan Loughnane. This looks like. Look like another kind of weird weird pronunciation here. Lorraine.
1: I uh announced
0: it on the broadcast.
1: probably, probably Laughren.
0: Nate Laughren. Yeah, that makes sense. Lofrin. Lorraine, get your damn hands a, off of her. Sorry.
1: So <laughs> there there's some stuff that when you go back and watch these cards, um, that happened in prelims that were never aired, uh, that were pretty slick. Like that uh that sub that uh, Nate Lofrin had against uh, I guess that must have been uh, something called Johnny Reeves uh, was pretty slick. Um, it it says on Wikipedia that it was a triangle choke, but uh, certainly looked like something different to me. Um, but, um, you know, it d- didn't look too shabby.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, definitely one of those names, like maybe you would res- read on like a results page of a sure dog or a Junkie, but if they didn't rebroadcast it on the main card, you might have missed the actual fight and you just read the result. Yep. i definitely seen the name, th- his name a bunch, but then when I can't actually pronouncing it or referencing anything, I'm like, eh, I'm kind of drawing blanks. Of course, <laughs> Tim Crater, much more noticed. He's, uh, I believe, got a Navy background, so that's his tie for this card. But as far as you, the audience member, you probably more know him as one of Dustin Poirier's coaches. Of course, from Dustin Poirier's home gym there. Uh, Dustin Poirier is obviously an American top team athlete, but he always gives love, still works with, I believe, A.J. Fletcher other UFC fighters of today, not the timestamp it, still train under Tim, uh, Crazy Tim Crater, I believe was his uh, nickname.
1: And Crater was in the like the early documentaries, like the the Fightville or whatever it yes. was yep. with uh, Dustin Poirier, which is uh, where a lot of people would probably recognize him from.
0: Did he have a stint on one of the earlier toughs as well? I, again, I, I was really bad about Tough in general. I'm uh, not really good the story for that stuff.
1: Seven, so I, like, I want to say, tough
0: seasons, yeah. Yeah, probably that makes sense. That was just like a really action-packed cast. He had like Sadala, Matt Brown, C.B. Dalloway. So yeah, easy to get lost in the shuffle, but that, that makes sense. 185, that, that that makes perfect sense.
1: WWE legend Matt Riddle.
0: That's right. One, two, one, <laughs> two, baby. Hitman fight gear. Video game, was it a fight gear? Who knows?
1: <laughs> so oh. whenever we do these, I always want to bust out one of my, my throwback shirts. Uh, so this one nice. is uh, a limited edition. This is actually nice. uh, a bootleg bought outside of UFC seventy nine on the nice. bridge between like New York, New York, and Excalibur, <laughs> um, and they spell oh. uh, George St Pierre's name wrong. It act- it's, it's George. It's not oh, George it's not with gorgeous. an S on the end. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've got a special place in my heart for this shirt, but that's awesome. anytime we do one of these shows, Dan, I like to that's to bring legit. it back to the time period.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was thinking as I was like, uh, I forgot. I should have thought, thought of something old. I either don't fit most of my stuff and, uh, I definitely don't have any, uh, military stuff I can really wear. So I don't think I can wear anything for this, for this show, but I appreciate you doing that. Of course, four thirty six, four thirty five, round one exchanging kicks between, uh, Tim crater and, uh, Rand, Lorraine. I don't know. Lorraine. Let's call him Lorraine.
1: <laughs> uh, we could call him, like, Josh Thompson's ugly brother. He looks l- the- He's got yeah, that look that, to him. That is true,
0: yeah. <laughs> Josh Thompson always reminds me of Jamie Lannister. Oh, I just saw a wicked leg check. I wonder if both fighters, when that happened, they just thought about Corey Hill who fought before
1: them this night. And <laughs> I, I hope they weren't watching that live. But, yeah, you know uh, they've got the monitors in the back, so
0: right. They will sneak in fights from the prelims on this broadcast that we're watching that you are presumably watching as well, folks. But this fight was actually scheduled for the main card, which means this t- this did take place after that Corey Hill fight, and there there were quite a few injuries and perhaps some to come on this fight. We'll see.
1: Who could ever tell? Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. clinching just, up uh,
1: and uh, head pressure and. A bunch of knees to the body from Crater so far, but uh, Loughran's Grabbing Mike, in the back I'm... of the
0: fence, real classic.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Forget how big middleweights, though, are again. there A lot of them are, maybe not these guys or this era, but
1: a lot of them can't, you know, depending on the middleweight, could be a heavyweight. You never know. You know what? Looking at these guys, if you didn't no. tell yeah. what weight class they were in, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I guess that kind of looks like a couple of welterweights.
0: Yeah, me too. I was actually going to see. yeah, I would have said more well through it. And perhaps if they were fighting in this generation, maybe they would be. Who knows? Yeah. Um, hard to tell the heights on these guys. I didn't pay ten, too much attention on the tail of the tape, but standard size middleweights for the era. Classic warrior shorts there for uh, Tim Crater. I always remember like Sean Shirk walking out to that warrior brand.
1: Ooh, nice little short left hook from Crater. Yeah. Better go on after it. I, I'm yeah. not gonna lie; I don't have a memory of Nate Lawren after this fight. I don't know if he fought in the UFC again or just disappeared back to the regional scene, as would happen. But uh, landed a couple good shots at that last exchange.
0: He did. I, I always remembered a crater as a jujitsu guy, or at least how he was titled. But yeah, just, just no surprise coming from the school of yeah. yeah does but uh yeah the definitely dude was not afraid to scrap and counter and throw in the pocket
1: I, I don't know if it's his stance or the way he moves but man crater's left knee <laughs> looks incredibly unstable in this fight yeah this
0: is like dan, it's like dan kelly out there throwing <laughs> <hands>. <laughs> classic middleweight there
1: also we uh we haven't been going through this too much but uh in the previous fight that we just watched uh Jim Miller and Matt Wyman was basically a pickem uh Tim okay. Crater was oh, nice. a slight yeah, minus 140 favorite uh okay. in this fight and uh Corey Hill was minus 315 which uh, up until wow. the unfortunate injury seemed very warranted
0: yeah, I was gonna say it looked like it. Oh my goodness. I that would I mean, obviously sucks to be healed the most obviously, but uh yeah, i also I'm sure there were some betters out there that night We're like, Ah what the <laughs> heck man come on <laughs> Hey, how about a uh, big Tandan, young young Tandan Murgliata, you know?
1: Yeah, medium Tandan.
0: Yeah. He's not just older now, but he had—I believe—he had a heart scare. Glad he's all right. But uh, he did that classic thing when the old guys, when after they have the, the inevitable heart scare, they—they they drop all the weight. You know, the, the big buff bodybuilder guy. He went through that kind of, kind of phase. But it's, so it's kind of weird to see like a fully fledged young tan Dan who probably just came from some Miami party.
1: Yeah. Looks like I an mean, extra. Maybe looks this like an extra. Like a, I don't know, a Myrtle Beach or something like that, because this card's in North Carolina, right? So Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. <laughs> he just he just flew up from being an extra in Bad Boys 2 in uh, Miami, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hanging out with my dude Lance Fishel in Hilton Head, South Carolina.
0: Hey, I, I joke, but I bet you odds are probably minus 140 that, that uh, Dan Mergliata has a credit as an extra in one of the Bad Boys movies. Right. Oh, nice shot there, and stuff slid to the knee too much, and pulls guard. Crater Mm -hmm. on top.
1: Uh, The uh, okay, you know, I'm sure that if I had the volume up a little bit, I would have heard uh, Joe Rogan coming over the fact that a guy used rubber guard for two seconds, uh, in a oh, UFC yeah. fight in 2008. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but it, it seems like, uh, Loughran is much more comfortable in the grappling realm, considering every time Crater moves forward with more than one punch, he lands pretty clean.
0: Yep. I'm watching Nate's but- body language <laughs> carefully here for what's to come, just because I don't remember this fight at all. But right now he's fighting from guard. He looks like he's cut open on his eye.
1: Pretty active guard though, like dangerous, creeping up high, looking for a whole bunch of different stuff, not just same thing over and over. So not bad.
0: Yeah, this is a, this is an era where grappling is really kind of hidden innovations, you know, uh, at least in my opinion of, of, of my memory, you know, you're really seeing different schools of thought and things things happen in the years to come after this, you had know, the early leg lockers in 2010 to 2012. yeah Nate, Nate definitely looks like he's a fan of jiu jitsu as well, like you said he had some triangle finishes, I believe earlier on in his resume but uh yeah crater craters playing' him pretty tight here, landing elbows where he can
1: there's uh a, a little yeah. grimace there as he as he went back to to rubber guard um, yeah we'll we'll see if that turns into anything, huh.
0: Yeah, I know. We'll see. I mean, you think that would uh, hurt a knee? And he's got an eye cut. But let's 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 see what happens here. About half the round left to go. Feels like it's been a long, long half. First half the round.
1: Yeah, you know, as we said in the last fight, some fights uh, four minutes will go by and it doesn't feel like anything. Uh, this one definitely feels like it's been two and a half minutes <laughs> at least. But that's yep. all right. They can't all be complete winners.
0: Well, they're working, so uh, yeah, they definitely don't, you know you don't have those complaints there. Both sides are working, which you love to see, right? You love to see strikes and submissions and pass attempts. Absolutely, you know, very active. And it's just funny because this is an era where if you're on bottom, you're pretty much losing. But yet, you know, it's so it's it's, it's it's almost refreshing to see someone still just not giving an F and still fighting. Get big Dan stands them up,
1: and All that's right. just where some guys are comfortable. That's just yeah, what it comes down to, right?
0: Yep. Oh, nice body kick by Nate to Tim Crater. Let's see if uh, Crater answers that. No, nope, complains about an eye poke. Gets a, another body shot by
1: Nate. Usually, body kick again. I think that one was more hip than than liver, but. Yeah. I, I, it,
0: it's hard. Nate just kind of looks gassed a bit right here. I don't know if he's dealing with something or if he's just tired, which would make sense. I mean, he was getting beat up on it. It's been a very active fight.
1: More. They, leg he checks. still looks all right physically, other than being exhausted, but.
0: Yeah, I don't see him wincing or grabbing at any particular part of his body. Tim lands another right hand. Clinch. They separate. Because he is taking big, deep breaths every time. But he also looks fatigued. So it's like, how much of it is is—is that? or? Oh, nice right hand left hook Ooh. by Tim Crater. He smells blood. It looks like he just finish him with strikes. If he wanted, yeah, yeah barely hanging, barely, really struggling to breathe. Another right, yeah, left hand. Right. Dan's looking close, mm-hmm. warning him verbally. It looks like, which as he should at this point. Oh, clenches up, gonna make the bell. It'll take down. See Nate, slow to get up. Does he grab it's anything? Off, did. Yeah, exhausted. That makes sense. Bad cut on his eye.
1: Oh, there he there he uh, grabbed at uh, his midsection a little bit. Yeah, a
0: little bit. Yeah, yeah I saw it with his left hand.
1: But uh, I, I'm not sure if they're. Uh, they're keeping it on them because there was no commercial break at this point or, uh, yeah, know, they, they know what happened it. in the, the corner of this fight. Yeah.
0: I'm not seeing the fighter uh, say anything. Of course they switched it back over to Tim Crater's corner, but, uh, And Tim Crater raises his hand. Stopped in the corner.
1: So, uh, uh, allegedly there was a uh, a rib injury, rib injury in there yeah. somewhere, folks, which is what Dan and I were not so subtly alluding to at yeah. multiple points throughout the commentary. Yeah. Um, didn't see anything specific, but sometimes with those injuries it doesn't have to be anything big that... You know, will cause a rib to slip out of place or something like that. Uh, usually, you don't see guys taking the the kind of deep breaths that that he was. Uh, but there's a little lump on his his uh, left body there, as they showed yeah. him standing up yeah. on his stool.
0: I mean, with the breaths, you know what it could have been too. It could have been like an iron lump, Paul Felder, uh, James Biggs situation, right? Or, or uh, <laughs> uh, where you know it's uh, he was like Paul Felder was taking those weird breaths, and then. He ends up having the punctured lung that he didn't realize from a broken rib. Yeah. Uh, either way, it looked like he was he it was going to be a TKO one way or another. For what it's worth, but uh, yeah, yeah. And not as a a violent of uh, injury stoppage as we've, as we've already seen tonight, but another injury stoppage uh, nonetheless.
1: This is very true. That, that cut looked pretty bad, too,
0: even over his left eye. Is that a uh, no love, Rich Clemente in the background? Wow. That guy got thick between fights. No love, Rich Clemente.
1: <laughs> well, one, he used one to f- like to bounce between uh, 155 and 170 as well. So maybe, maybe this was a 170 phase for him.
0: It's one of those things where he's got the win over Anthony Johnson, where he fought at 155, happened at 170, and Rumble, <laughs> rest in peace, uh, finished at 205. Yeah, like, Charlie Brenneman, even though he lost, he ended up at 155 after he fought Rumble and Rumble went up to a fire. <laughs> like, how did that ever happen? Uh, Poor Charlie Bredeman. The Spaniard. All right, Tim Crater shouting out the military because, again, he, he's the one. I don't know if Nate had a military background, but Tim did. Valkyrie. I keep laughing every time I see that. And the back, the conspiracy begins. The fact that that's the tagline. The, <laughs> so, this is the conspiracy begins on Christmas. I mean, this is so... This is so MMA, right?
1: (laughs) Uh, This is so MMA. What we're about to see, folks. This is. uh, Oh yeah! Here we go. Razor Razak Al Hassan uh, stepping in on (laughs) short notice. Uh, This is not dual Razak
0: Al Hassan, the guy who caught the uh, uh, allegations. Uh, This guy (laughs) catches something completely different. Not allegations. Different Razak. Al Hassan, basically.
1: <laughs> I just uh, I threw uh, Razak Al Hassan into topology, and obviously Abdul Razak Al Hassan comes, uh, or Al Hassan uh, apparently, yeah, uh, comes in first, uh, and then this is the the second one. Uh, for some reason, I thought there was more of them in in MMA, but apparently not. Uh,
0: well, wasn't there one that like uh Check Congo fought at heavyweight or something.
1: I I uh, thought there was another one, but you know, I don't know. um,
0: This guy, though, he looks like they just picked him up off the street, though. Literally, I mean, this dude, like, (laughs) if they grabbed him last second, we are getting cool, you know, WEC, um, Steve Cantwell, Brian Stan highlights, which is pretty cool. I haven't seen those in a while because WEC, we forget. known for the lighter weight classes, but they, they actually catered to larger weight classes and had champions there
1: as well. Yep. Slowly phased those out and, and only had the, by the time they came to the, uh, the consciousness of most people, uh, they were down to one seventy and below, but you know, you still had your classics like, uh, Chael Sonnen and Paul Ophelio, uh, that, that legendary scrap. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, and uh, Carlos Condit, obviously, with his mm-hmm. tremendous run through the, the WEC, uh, which, if you want to really go deep WEC. into WEC, folks, Dan and I did a top twenty or a top five WEC fights uh, of all time. I got to one
0: back. Yeah,
1: tying it all together. Oh, um, I, might have, to,
0: I might have to. I'm gonna have to dust that one back up for the end of the year, Brad. You might see that one get rehashed. Uh, that, that was a good list one. form, and I'll reshare the audio too. That was a good
1: episode. Uh, I I just had a little refresh on my uh, my fight path, so uh, I hope I'm I'm still in the right spot. I'm at forty five, forty five, forty six. So hopefully, uh,
0: hopefully, I got Razak Al Hasan seven zero, and the, yep. the condom depot in the background. His hands are up. Yes, sir. You look serious, condom depot, baby. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, see, Cantwell, was training out of Vegas. He's got one kick, Nick Sergio Pena. I was like, "Uh, wonder if he trained with so, Stephen Bonner at that time."
1: another, another T- RIP.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Cool. Um, Cantwell Stan would have been like the ultimate fight for the troops' fight because uh, they, they both been. had the the military connections, right?
0: Yeah. Didn't Cantwell actually have a local connections there too? Wasn't he North Carolina or at least in that area, I believe. right? I,
1: I think on that uh, sign that somebody in the crowd had, I just saw that. So I, yeah. I would say that is true. I don't know for certain though.
0: Yeah. That was actually kind of a, a pretty uh, bummer, especially someone who followed like, you know, Brian Stan and the WEC and, and saw Cantwell come along to beat him. But we got it anyways. Oh, and they're swinging. Sakao sound aggressive coming forward. Can't well a little bit of a body jab trying to check the pressure. Leg kick.
1: What what okay, do you have for a, uh, a fight time here, sir?
0: Uh 4:31, 4:30, 4:29. Perfect. Nice. As guy's a pretty sporadic puncher here. It's, uh, it keeps his head on the same line, though, where Santos.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, pr- pretty high line as well. So that's yeah. uh, not ideal. Um, don't think it costs him in this one, but we'll see. Oh, we'll see. He's certainly willing, though. Say that for him. Yeah, Cantwell was still extremely young at this point, and yeah. uh, after the stand win, was uh, a highly touted prospect. But ooh, a nice little knee up the middle yeah. from uh, from Razor.
0: I know he was probably fighting a heavyweight at this time, but I wanted like Kryla versus Cantwell, Nikita. <laughs> Would have been a fun matchup.
1: I've still got uh, five bucks sitting in one of my sports books somewhere on uh, Nikita Krylov, like plus 10,000, uh, to be light heavyweight champion by the end of 2023. So we'll nice. see if uh, nice. a miracle occurs. That's right. <laughs> the minor. If there was ever a time for him, it's now. Cantwell looking like he's, now he's trying to
0: get his beat and... Answer back, looked like he was just trying to weather the storm at first.
1: Yeah, found his kicking range, that's for sure.
0: Whatever happened to this Rizak Alassane guy? This guy looks pretty physical and, uh, you know, a really good size for the division.
1: Uh, I, I just looked him up. Uh, he lost to Kyle Kingsbury following wow. this fight. Um, and that was the end of his time in the UFC. Wow,
0: nice inside trip by Steve Cantwell. Deceptively well-rounded, Cantwell, which was another reason why people were interested to see where he could go, I bet.
1: There's some of the... This is the time where we had some of these weird sequences. Like, Al Haston was like... I know I should put my legs on his legs, but I don't yes. really know what to do once they're there. Yeah. <laughs> so he just sort of like sat there with his legs and like can't well pass around to side mount. So yep, he's, doing,
0: he's doing the classic. He's putting the knee up like that's going to stop the mount or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. We saw that in uh, the last card that we did as well. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is definitely the move. I, mean, I think last
1: time it happens. was more somebody that was really tired. Um, this time it was just somebody that didn't know what to do on the ground. Yep. And the well
0: does, get elbows. Arms extended.
1: Yourself.
0: Yep. Classic S mount to arm bar setup here. And he's actually oh. trying to get out. And because of that, but he's using his foot to try to break it. And then he gets his arm snapped oh. back in half. Ouch. Ow. Oh, his eye. Do you see Razak Al-Hassan's eyes? He was like this belief, like his just got snapped back.
1: He, he just looked at Mario like, why did you let that happen to me?
0: Like, you know, in the movie, where out of nowhere, the person is talking and their eyes go, huh! and the camera pans <laughs> down and some giant like blade has gone through their chest, right? Like that was the yeah. look Al-Hassan did when his <laughs> arm just got snapped just now. He was
1: like, huh! That one, uh, that w- that was far less visceral than the Corey Hill one we watched a little bit earlier. Uh, it'll oh, look worse yeah, on the replay if they show it. Um, but yeah, that was uh, a lot of wrong things. Uh, I mean, maybe some decent ideas about armbar defense, but yeah.
0: Yeah, it looked like he understood not the true. risk because he does try to defend it. But it's already deep. That's why I was going, "Ooh, you're really." I'm like, "Okay, you bet. You must. You must be comfortable. And know the risks." Then, and the look on his face is like, "Oh, he did not understand what the con- the potential consequence was." So, for those Let's at
1: see home, what we get tally, on the replay here.
0: Yeah, the tally of broken bones is now up to three. Technically, we're up to three broken bones. Yep, we've got a broken shin broken, a broken and rib, uh,
1: all across the body too. Yeah,
0: yeah, we're we're making our way around. We'll get to the head eventually, folks. Oh, oh my gosh. Do you have a better angle of the break? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. It wasn't as bad as what we saw with Corey Hill, but for arm bars that was a that was a bad one for arm bars.
1: Yeah. That's uh the ones where like it folds at the joint are like yeah, there's like I know the leg break is awful, but there's a whole bunch of things in there that shouldn't be bending that way. Mm-hmm. Dan, I am going to step away for like one minute. Going to grab myself a uh, a fresh brew, and I will be right back uh, as oh, we Are catch up. up? On, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll leave it playing. Okay. Mine's, uh, mine, just mine's frozen, see, so I'm
0: going to be. Uh, but you can go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll fill time. But uh, I'm going to link up with you when you get back. So I'm a little right. frozen here. We're just transitioning into another fight, I believe. But uh,
1: Fight yeah. Pass has never experienced this much demand for Fight for the Troops, folks. That's that's, that's I know, doing apparently. That. <laughs>
0: apparently yeah. I got a, a I'll talk as Brad gets his uh, drink if he wants to but yeah I got a new uh, TV setup which is great the quality is great um, for whatever reason it is it is pausing like <laughs> mid uh, broadcast I don't know if it's Fight past the TV but uh, classic 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 me well, we la- thankfully my, uh, my guy Brad running I think they may be uh, inserting either Brandon Wolf or Ben Saunders from the prelims or we are jumping to uh mike Swift versus jonathan goulet i believe we're probably gonna go brandon wolf uh versus uh ben saunders um as i'm queuing back up when brad comes he'll, he'll tell us the definitive spot you guys keep rolling if you're listening to this uh at home we're not recording this live so you're not listening to me live but you know what i mean um yeah tally at home right now we got three broken bones so far let's we'll, we'll see let's see what else we got in store um as far as the trauma goes for this uh this card. Uh, the rest of the fights hopefully aren't too long, not to spoil anything. And hopefully you guys are enjoying uh, a drink as well. I didn't ask Brad what he's drinking, but I'm drinking some Maui Brewing Co. Uh, Again, yeah, it doesn't really fit the uh, the theme. I don't know if we can't have a beer that fits this theme, but, you know, it's good. I like it. Um, Big Swell IPA, that's the name. Now, if only we can get this uh, TV to pop back on and we'll be good. Um, and those of you who are still running, you guys already know what Fight It is. So it'll be a surprise to me once this pops back on or once my co-host pops back on. And, uh, and yeah. Boy, this TV
1: is fun. It's, uh, it's it's Luigi and Brody. It's Luigi?
0: Oh, for your – okay. All right. Cool, yeah, cool.
1: This, this is the – the, the, the cool Fight already start? For the broadcast. Yeah, uh, we're okay. at uh, four, four, nine, eight, seven, six of the first round. Uh, Luigi Fioravanti shockingly uh, shot for a takedown and is currently <laughs> in a uh, little bit of a scarf hole.
0: Nice. Of course, Luigi Fioravanti, despite sounding like he it uh, didn't make the plumber cut for Super Mario, he uh, actually is a. I don't know, maybe Brody Faber or Farber uh, has military background, but I know Luigi Fioravanti does. I believe he was a Marine. They would always say it on the broadcast. And, uh, of course, as, as, as you're, I'm sure, watching now, uh, you know, I appreciate uh, the welterweight build of uh, this era of welterweight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely closer to the Luigi Fioravanti spectrum uh, as far as welterweight builds. Uh, Brad, I was just commenting, of course, on Avanti's build, which is one of his more oh, I,
1: notable. Uh... I heard. I kept the, the volume on. I just uh, okay. turned the mic off so you didn't have to listen to me. Go grab a beer. There we go. But uh you know just to to fit with the uh, the theme of the card thus far, uh, I grabbed a uh a bone oh. IPA. Yeah. Nice. So. All right, we're both drinking. This, this is from the that uh nice. the the local uh, brewery near the cottage. So nice. one one of my favorite spots.
0: Nice. My flight pass is coming back on right now. Um, So I'm probably gonna have to fast forward a little bit to catch up to you, but I'll I'll ask you
1: for it to hit me with a timestamp in a few seconds here. Absolutely, we just had uh, Fioravanti uh, Farber got up, back up to his feet Fioravanti stopped, shot for another takedown Little scramble He's in a weird kind of back control Where he's standing up with one hook in And now he's uh, in a, a more traditional back control And uh, has both hooks in And working for a rear naked choke But nothing doing quite as of yet
0: Well, it sounds like a fast-paced fight, which I imagine it would have to be for them to have wanted to put this one from the prelims onto the broadcast, right, Brad?
1: Given uh, some of the other options that were there, uh, I would uh, suspect, uh, you know, uh, a little bit of takedown, top control, and now back control, but uh, Herbert's moving around, trying to get out. Fioravanti's landing a good good amount of ground and pound while he's there, and, uh, you know, decent riding and mat returns, stuff like that, so not too shabby and now just uh, back up to the feet and Fioravanti working against the cage holding position working the body with some dirty box and probably about to look for another takedown which there it is and uh, gets it quite easily
0: Gotcha. I'm currently fast-forwarding from the beginning and then we go from the beginning, but what's a rough time? Uh, are we looking at uh, hour 36 or hour 20 minutes? Where are we at? 50 minutes, uh, One minutes?
1: We are at 58 minutes and 35 seconds and counting. Okay, I'm gonna try to go over
0: to 59 in the neighborhood and meet you there by the time I get there.
1: Yep, oh. not a problem. Not not a terrible first round, but uh, not the most entertaining first round that you've ever seen. Uh, very, very easy to score. 10-9, Fioravanti to this point. All right.
0: Uh, where are you at? A minute? Uh,
1: 22, 21, 20 seconds left.
0: Okay, round one? Gotcha. Yep. I'm in round two. I overshot a little bit, but I'll be with you in a second.
1: If you uh, just queue it up for the start of round two, I will meet you there, sir, because there's no commercial breaks. So, gotcha. we are uh, just about to end round one, and uh, we'll be there in a moment. And just about to start round two here. Uh, love the. Uh, the way that Fioravanti's uh, build accentuates that tattoo <laughs> across the belly, just yes. nothing better. And uh, we're at 4.55, 4.54 of round two now. Cool.
0: I'm uh, paused at four minutes and two seconds because my thing is being really finicky and I don't want to test it anymore. So I'll wait for you at the 4.02 <laughs> mark. Spoiler alert, right. uh, Fioravanti's putting that belly to work
1: back on top, baby. trying to find his home. Hey, Luigi, always on top. That's right. Just uh Farber trying to find his range and not able to do so early in this round. And uh well, a couple decent knees from the clinch, but they allowed Fioravanti to get an entry and finishes a double quite easily at about four fifteen. So you only missed uh, ten seconds of elite nine, Sweet. eight, seven, six, five Four, three, two, one. All right,
0: we're synced up again. Boom. Yep, yep. And he goes to almost a mount and gets pushed back a little. Guard retention from Faber there. Um, I don't know if it's because Brody is is you know a, a a you know he's got the the bald head uh you know the the skin complexion going on, but that metal militia, I know the Diaz brothers wore it all the time, but uh, maybe I've got my <laughs> uh, my Nazi radar up. But this it's very uh it's very Holzer right here. Something about the fa- I don't know why something about the Did they love the helmet with the metal militia? I don't know. It was very. Then we've got like the Iron Eagle tap out. Like, this is very. (laughs) (laughs) These things don't age very well, do they, Brad?
1: (laughs) Which which troops are these (laughs) guys fighting for? What are we we talking about here? We got Valkyrie on the mat.
0: We got Valkyrie (laughs) on the mat. Like. (laughs) Oh. I love love that, like, all the ignorant people that, like, the old boxing heads and... the. around this era, right, Brad, they would be like, they would try to make fun of MMA and they'd be like, it's just a bunch of skinheads rolling around and you'd be like, shit. My God, it but, is. You know, there's oh, more to this. There's great. more to this, man. There's more to this.
1: <laughs> the, the famous Bob Arum quote about homosexual skinhead fighting. <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, there's a lot of truth to that, man. It is a very, it is both a very gay and very, uh, racist place. It's amazing. <laughs> Saying with a ton in cheek, don't man. get, don't get, don't get offended out there with these jokes, folks. Come on now. Um, a favorite fighting his way back into it though, trying to re wrestle and had some brief success. Island supplements were they still running this? Like Sean Shirk already got busted earlier this year. It, you know he lost right. He got in trouble for Island supplements right, or even before this because BJ and him fight in May of this year, right? And there was the whole when steroid he, controversy. Well
1: this is when he would have been or they would have been cleared a little bit, right? Because uh,
0: maybe, yeah, maybe it
1: wasn't his fault.
0: So. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: that's funny. Island supplements. These little these little like Easter eggs, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Classic more uh, trap Sakuraba style. I mean and- I'm not sure that I, I'm not sure that uh, Fioravanti is the guy that you want advertising your your supplements, though.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like yeah, geez. even this era, he kind of stood out. You know, like he wasn't quite Cristalolo Lolo or whatever that guy was, Anthony Cristalolo. But he's right. He's Tony
1: just... Puddings, legend.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's one weight class up, though, right, Brad? Uh,
1: yeah, Tony Puddings was a, a lightweight,
0: although. Tony Putin's actually, despite being a weight class down, he looked like he could have filled in for Firavanti at any time.
1: <laughs> Back both, up to both. the feet and uh, not a lot on the feet from, from either guy in this fight. I mean, they were on the prelims of a UFC fight night in 2008, so (laughs) I don't know what you're really expecting, but this is one of the ones that uh, Dan and I were alluding to earlier where some of these age well and some of them we only kind of think that they age well because of nostalgia, Uh, and I I think this kind of falls into uh, the latter category, although it wasn't initially on the main card.
0: This guy fights like a uh, favor, fights like Anthony Smith, but like the worst version of Anthony Smith, <laughs> even the way he moves and I don't know, maybe, again, maybe it's the tattoo and the ball guy thing I can't get out of my head, but uh, it's because <laughs> i very Anthony Smith about him, like early Anthony Smith too, or
1: maybe not later Anthony Smith, depending. <laughs> the Anthony Smith, aside from the uh, the slight run towards the top of the light heavyweight division.
0: Yeah, yeah. But he has that like menacing, like it looks. He looks like, he's really looks really menacing. Like how scary does Anthony Smith look, right? Especially at, like yeah, like the huge
1: shoulders and everything like that. Yeah, I guess. it like
0: he's not like throwing a jab. He's not really throwing much, much less jabs or anything. And that that's what Brody's doing. He's not throwing much, and, and he throws a front kick, a length weapon there, I guess. But you know, he, not by a giant stretch, but he's clearly the taller and longer guy. And again, no, not this era of MMA. No one, no one fights their body type really. <laughs> they fight how they want to
1: fight. A lot of that, I don't know if there's uh Oh, there's some clinch
0: knees there, actually. Real nice.
1: I, I was going to say, I'm not sure if a bunch of these guys saw what happened on one of the other prelims that we're about to see, but uh, maybe they were inspired by Ben Saunders, and that's why we've seen a couple other fighters go for clinch knees in this, uh, on this card.
0: Yeah. They were like, oh, wait, you don't have to be Anderson Silva. Spoiler. But we'll, we'll get to that. Um <laughs> Yeah, it always is funny to see how those things... Is he wearing an MMA... I remember that website uh, that's on the front of the
1: Giravanti shorts.
0: Was it MMA Overload or something?
1: Yep, that that was for a while. It was around... Uh, oh, I'm sure they probably was, got my
0: money for some fight shorts at some time.
1: <laughs> that Firavante was more of a, uh, a, a takedown than a, a drop uh, with that punch. You know, caught the left leg and or caught the right leg and landed the right hand at the same time and got to mount and couldn't control position at all. I um,
0: you know, another reason why they could have put this on there was for time, right? Because um, I don't yes. know if this was like tel- telethon style, but I forgot to note they actually raised four million dollars just during this broadcast alone. For what it's worth, for the Intrepid Heroes the Fallen Heroes Fund. So maybe, you know, there they is. needed some more time to work uh to, to get to that number, that nice four mil number. So they're like, let's uh let's throw this fight here, this this three round uh war on here.
1: It's that's actually something nice Fioravanti. Like, what else would have been on Spike T V at uh, at this point in time?
0: Yeah. Oh Fioravanti, that's really nice. He's using something that I love to use, especially when trying to take it back where you have like a wrist feed and use
1: that and um flatten about for a second, but just uh I mean, there, there are certain points in MMA where length does come in handy, and that is not something that Luigi Fioravanti has in spades. No,
0: but but he came in this era where, again, like, you know, he was like a chubbier Diego Sanchez where when I saw them fight, that was the first time I think I saw Luigi Fioravanti fight. Um, and, you know, he's just, you uh, get away with that size and that build a little more in this era.
1: If you could wrestle and you could keep going for fifteen minutes, you were good to go.
0: I mean, I say that, and like Fiorevanti is probably still like an inch or two taller than RDA, right? Who's you know can still make hay at welterweight in his older age, despite being a lightweight. But you know that's also RDA, right? We're talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah, one of the guys is. Uh, let's see, Fiorevanti is five foot nine, allegedly.
0: RDA is probably like 0-2 in the UFC right now because he starts off at like 0-2 and and like goes 2-2 or something, like 2008 or something. So RDA is probably like an 0-2 nobody right now, which is kind of crazy. Think about where fighters are at this time period.
1: Yeah, I think – I'm trying to think of when the Stevens knockout was, and I I thought that was on on like a relatively big card – it was. Yeah. That was, I believe actually, it was That was on. That was literally the the Couture Lesnar card just before this that we had oh, wow. referred to earlier in the store in the in wow. the uh, show yeah yeah
0: that's crazy that's right that did just, that, that that did happen before this in uh, December yeah yep holy crap <laughs> that's funny yeah so he is he is zero two I believe at, at that point RDA Jeremy Stevens getting knockouts. I mean, Chuck Liddell is still on the roster this time, folks. He, I don't even think he's been knocked out by Rich Franklin yet, right? UFC 115 hasn't happened no, that was, in Canada.
1: That was yeah. nine, right?
0: 2010 or 2009, even. I mean, Liddell uh, was on the roster. Yeah, that, and, that says something.
1: Yep. Yeah, Liddell hadn't even been knocked out by Showgun at this point. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so... Uh, RDA had a uh, a very difficult first two fights in the UFC. uh Jeremy Stevens and Tyson Griffin
0: oh wow yeah that is a real tough start Tyson Griffin was a was that not for sure two
1: talking about short thick dudes yeah Tyson good Griffin, man.
0: I mean top of the list.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean in all divisions it would seem much more kinder to the shorter thick dudes I feel like right we just saw them kind of throughout the divisions I mean Jason Lambert probably wasn't much taller than Luigi Furavanti, fighting at two hundred five, and that guy still had to cut weight <laughs> to get there. You know, remember the, the Punisher, Jason Lambert? He was kind of ahead yeah, of it. He, now all the people are doing like the Punisher things, which is so funny because the Punisher hated cops, and but we'll forget about that. But <laughs> context is important. <laughs> context. Young Joe Rogan talking to Fioravanti.
1: Fioravanti had to have like the yeah he that's why they showed him cuz he's got the the veteran connection on this card rogan just mentioned it there yep <laughs> that that makes a whole lot more sense now anyway we're uh we're we're past the uh any slow moments in the card yep it's, it it's all action from here on out folks uh going to be a fun time for the, the remainder of the the fights that we have left I mean, not that that was a bad fight by any means. It just, you know, com- compared to some of the other stuff, uh, both in terms of quality and pace, uh, yep. doesn't quite hold up. Um, but uh, we will see. We will see yeah, I'm, I'm gonna next. take
0: a, I'm gonna take a quick uh, bathroom break, r- real quick. But Brad, you want to keep the show going? I apologize if any Absolutely. audio clicks. But I take my AirPods
1: off. No, oh, you're good. Still sporting mutton chops back in 2008, Ben Saunders.
0: Recording. All right, sorry about that, folks. A little bit of a hiccup. But uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what my man uh, Ben Saunders fight here. Uh, I know it just kind of blipped on the broadcast. So we're gonna be queued up at 1.13.10, so we shouldn't be too far if you're listening to this in its Harmony edited version, right? Okay, so they're doing another uh, quick fights from here on out, like Brad said. We're at 11310. Um, it should be a Fight Night Live icon that kicks us into uh, this next fight between Ben Saunders and Brandon Wolf. So we're going to go in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, play. And nice. We got a shot of the octagon. Of course, the camera's slowly coming in. Tail of the tape is there. Ben Saunders, who I did not recognize, if you guys were watching prior where we were having the hiccups, you will see the kind of uh, talking thing that they do prior to this setup, and uh, I didn't even recognize Ben
1: Saunders. Did you, Brad? Uh, Well, when they first showed him, he had the mutton chops, so I was like, oh, yeah, Ben Saunders was born with mutton chops, Uh, but then, like, some of the interviews, he didn't have them, and I was confused. He's got them in the tail of the tape. We're going to see if he's got them now, but... uh, Let's see how he feels about his opponent, Brandon Wolfenstein. Here,
0: yeah, Wolf. I remember the other, on the broadcast, uh, his he was a Navy SEAL, so obviously gotcha. uh, not just military connection. But I remember going, "Oh wow, okay, Navy SEAL, huh?" Let's. I don't think we've had any Navy SEALs in the office, but a special forces unit for United States for people unfamiliar for whatever that's worth. Just a cool tidbit. Of course, we got Brandon, uh, Ben Saunders, kill a bee. This is his first fight. American top team still. Florida. All right.
1: Always. Um, yeah, from the beginning. Okay. I was going to say something else about uh, Brandon Wolf, but uh, I do not remember at this point.
0: Did Ben Saunders ever come out to Wu-Tang, kill a,
1: kill a bees and attack?
0: That would be a crime if he didn't at least come out to that well, at least once. He,
1: kill he a bee, ben Saunders. As much as a as much of a Wu-Tang guy, but... Mm. He like I remember
0: him talking about like Jeet Kune Do, and like I don't know if he was vegan at this time, but he did the vegan thing for a minute. But uh, yeah, this is uh, my first introduction of Ben Saunders. I don't know about you, Brad. Low blow. Of course, Southpaw yeah, Saunders, right off, right off the bat, <laughs> open stance matchup.
1: Brandon Wolf. I don't know if he's from Hawaii, but his tattoos make me think he's from Hawaii. Uh, it, it said that on the tail of the tape that, uh, or not the tail of the tape, but on as he was being introduced, uh, Kalua. Okay, it makes sense.
0: And Dan Ige's dad was a Navy SEAL. What if somehow this guy was Dan Ige's dad? Of
1: course he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. MMA time works differently. Yeah, um, MMA time is. I was having a couple issues with my, uh, my fight pass stream. So yeah, At That's a certain sweet. point,
0: wasn't Lee Mean fighting more than Jordan Mean? And here are the knees. Muay Thai just... Uh, double collar ties as my man Ryan Wagner will say but uh, the tie plum of course as they say on the commentary he actually releases it throws a high kick but Brandon Wolf just seems frozen against the cage and Ben Saunders just goes at him again shakes him off more body kicks from Southpaw oh brutalizing the body then back to the double collar tie or known as broadcast commentary is the tie plum it's Goldberg I love to say this is brutal. He's turning away, and the ref doesn't even look like he's warning him. Okay, now the ref's warning him as he's turning away from these knees for like the umpteenth time. <laughs> like, dude. Uh, oh, his face is a mess. <laughs> I mean, kill a bee. So talk about kill a bees an attack. I mean, it almost looks like a comical beast, like a cartoon beasting attack, right? But we'll see. You'll see here, folks, if you haven't seen this fight yet. You can't see right now because it's just it's just a Clench fest of collar ties covering his face, and these are coming up the middle. But you guys, oh my god, you they're the lumps. I mean, he's just yeah. disfigured. Oh my god, oh my god, he's turning away again. And the ref, nowhere in sight, ref out of position. Now the ref comes in, Jesus yeah. wasn't even in a position to stop the fight. That's
1: that was uh, brutal. probably why I hadn't heard of Al Coley before this fight. Then. And after, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Like, this
0: Rich Franklin in both the fights put together, I don't think took that many straight knees. Um,
1: <laughs> I think Jason James oh, Dave, they, they skip right through to uh oh, having the, the ice bag on his face <laughs> instead yeah. of some of the aftermath there.
0: Uh, by the way, I don't know how many this is at least the third time where the fighter was so messed up that they couldn't come. You know, the fighters messed up when they're when there's only one person, the refs uh, raising the hand for when they come back from commercial. You know the fighters so messed up they can't even stand there. That's happened multiple times tonight so far, folks.
1: I'm just saying. So he, I, don't, I don't think uh, it's says, the event resulted in an unusual number of serious injuries. Corey Hill, Razak Hassan, Brandon Wolfe, uh, Nate Lawfringe, and yep. perhaps two people that we haven't seen fight yet were all hospitalized for injuries sustained during their fight.
0: Yes. So. Uh, again, we're not done. We're not there yet, folks. We're not going to put our final judgment in, but we weren't talking out of our ass when we said we're going to try to find one of the more violent cards, um,
1: <laughs> as far as fight nights go. <laughs> so, yeah, yes, absolutely. Uh, now we we've got the intro to uh, Jonathan Goulet and uh, Mike Quick Swick. Uh, of course, at this point, Mike Swick, uh, former title contender. Uh, Hot shit prospect off of the original Ultimate Fighter. Um, mm-hmm. yep. I'm not sure if you could say that he like never quite panned out because obviously he had quite a bit of success, but right. um, I I think people expected more success from him uh, than he eventually had in in the UFC. But uh, man had a good career, and Jonathan Goulet, um, a legend. Of the Quebec regional scene, and uh, m- my introduction to, to MMA wasn't through Jonathan Goulet, but the uh, the fighting promotion TKO. Yes, uh, yeah, is as it exists now in in Quebec, um, used to be called, something called UCC Ultimate That's Combat right. Challenge. And oh, uh, there, there was a host of fighters that came through UCC and, and fought in the UFC, uh, the least of which, uh, or not the least of which, would be George St. Pierre, yep. um, uh, obviously. But uh, Sean Pearson, yeah. um, I don't think, uh, no, Richie Nankou never fought in the UFC because they didn't have bantam weights back at that time uh Antonio Carvalho fought with uh, and, and trained with all those guys yep uh but in high school my my wrestling coach uh he was the one of the wrestling coaches for Team Canada uh oh, nice. and instead of running just like your general high school gym program he ran this uh program called Combatives so oh, wow. Uh, he ended up having uh, these guys. Uh, so we had a whole bunch of people come into, to our high school gym class. Um, but he had uh, Sean Pearson and Tony oh, wow. and, and Richie and these guys actually come in. Uh, and Justin Bruckman as well, who was like oh, the, wow, the gym yeah. is his that all these guys train out of. Uh, Bruckman fought GSP at one point. yeah, And yeah. they taught us some like basic uh, jujitsu and stuff like that. That's this was cool. back in like, 2000. So that was my first introduction Whoa. to MMA uh, was from basically a bunch of guys that ended up in UFC. I mean, this year. is
0: technically that's technically the dark ages is when this is going down, right, Brad? What people yeah. would consider uh, some of the dark ages for the sport.
1: So they, at that time, they could only fight in uh, Kahnawake, uh, which was one of the reserves outside of Montreal. Uh, they wow. couldn't even really fight in Quebec uh, and um, Piques my interest, uh, certainly that's, I actually wasn't on the wrestling team prior to that. And that was sort of like what, uh, spurred me to get onto it. That's awesome. Uh, That is
0: really cool. I would have been pumped too. That would have been like right up my alley, man. That's, that's really cool. That made it much more funner than like a normal wrestling class too. Like getting to just do all that stuff. That's, that's wicked.
1: So yeah, Yeah, much appreciated. And, uh, now here I am, almost a quarter of a century later, uh, sitting on a stream with uh, the inimitable Dan Tom talking about. Well, I feel, and, uh, I feel bad for you there.
0: I feel bad for you there. Hey, was that a Habs jersey that he would always come out with? i forgive me in my hockey. I'm not. I'm not educated. That was there, a Habs jersey, it right? Was. That's right. Yep. Oh man, they, should have messed, they really should have, you know, we, should, we should, wait, did we get Jonathan Goulet versus uh, Marcus Davis? We could have had some like Boston Bruins and, you know, a little bit of beat the Habs action, you know, Bruins and Habs. <laughs> I, I know enough to, to say that.
1: That would have been, uh, that would have been a good sell for, you know, I guess they didn't really do that many cards in Boston at that time or in like the Northeast, but True. that would have been a good one. That would have, that would have got some people out.
0: I mean, that would have been great. I don't know where Marcus Davis fits on the USA-Canada timeline around UFC 58, but could you imagine if they booked, like, Marcus Davis versus Goulet? Get a little jersey walkout action. That would have been cool.
1: <laughs> what was the uh, I'm, – I'm looking through Goulet's record here, and I'm trying to think of what the, the timeline could have been for that.
0: I know, like, he knocked out, like, a bunch of, like, random, like, Euro dudes, like Jess Don and stuff. There was a time where, like, they were just, they were, they were serving up Marcus Davis and, and I'm not, not shitting on him, I I liked watching him, man, Southpaw, boxing guy, but, uh, but yeah, they, they, they gave him some friendly, uh, action matches for a stretch there. This was right around this well, time, I believe.
1: Yeah, that was, the, uh, UFC 81
0: rapid fire, he beat Jess Don, I'm thinking, so he's, 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 he's around this time, too, so they would have crossed paths. Maybe not as early as UFC 58 for USA versus Canada, but, you know.
1: Davis and, uh, and, no, I I don't even know how this slipped my mind, but Davis and Goulet fought at uh, UFC 113. People,
0: sorry for those of you screaming at the monitors. Wow, that fight did go down. (laughs) Okay, now I'm going to go back and watch this afterwards, and I'm going to be really disappointed if they didn't wear jerseys because that was an era just like this we're watching right now, folks, where the UFC would actually let people wear some stuff.
1: And uh, Mike Swick had a history of fighting Canadians, yep. uh, fought uh, David Loazzo. Um Alex Garcia, who's, I guess, kind of Canadian, um, Dominican. Swick was interesting, too. He started in light heavyweight. <laughs> Swick?
0: Yeah, Yeah, he started at heavyweight, went down. And I remember he just started picking up and then he had, like, UFC would do, like, real quick with Mike Swick on UFC.com. And then, like, he had a bunch of health issues and just from there just never could pick up the consistency. Like, would have some spots on, like, UFC Fox shows occasionally. But, yeah, just I think it was health stuff, if memory serves. Does that sound familiar, Brad?
1: It does. Um, I think the... uh, Well, there's a fight... Oh, no, no. It wouldn't be after this. It would have been before this. Um, but when he fought Yushinokami, if he won that, wow, he was going to yeah. get uh, a right. title. I think. That's
0: right. Wow. I remember that now. Damn, Tan Dan looking just young and. Swole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no gray in that goatee at all. I mean, it is, it is pure sports fan
1: that's yeah that's the you know no stress of watching people slowly die in the octagon in front of you yeah (laughs) realizing
0: it's a crazy fucking uh, thing uh, um, where are you at in the fight uh 441
1: 440
0: 439 okay yeah they're exchanging oh left hand already by swick wow dropped them follow up Goulet on a single oof just got stuck on a single. Oh, those were <laughs> cool. some brutal ones. I haven't seen one of those in a while, Brad, where a guy gets kind of like stuck on the single leg. He gets like punched and frozen gets knocked on the single leg.
1: Clean. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Usually it's like the, the side of the head shots, but Zwick was actually that the, the is, uh, kind of the story of Jonathan Goulet's career. Um,
0: Very well respected. Anybody who talked or trained with him, but the chin just unfortunately, you know, was his worst enemy. Yep. Talented guy by all accounts, too. Pioneer.
1: Rounded. So just uh, the quick look at his record kind of tells the story. Um, He was 23-12 with with a no contest in his career. And 10 of the 12 were by knockout.
0: Absolutely. And if you want to see a longer Jonathan Goulet fight, um, that that was actually good. Go queue up him versus Jay Haran. Um, It's one of the most bloodiest UFC fights, speaking of violence, by the way. And you know how I was joking with Dana? Oh, he's probably talking to an advertiser over there because this is the era. There is actually a story that Dana tells himself of talking about how, you know, this day and age, the advertisers were important. And when they had these violent cards, they actually got worried because the whole reason why they had them there you gotta think about the time period, right? They're trying to tell the public that this isn't brutal cockfighting, and every time they got these like big sponsors to show up, it would be like the most violent card. And uh, it was one of those situations where they had a really big deal with a sponsor, especially this is like back in like '05 or '06. This heron Goulet fight, and uh, he just remembers just eating his own, you know, his own tie, like pretty much, like going. It was just the the sponsors were horrified with how much blood was happening between Goulet and Heron. Sorry, I just had to share that.
1: Well, that was also, like, I just clicked on to. I didn't remember this off the top of my head, so okay. uh, I, I don't good. have that. It's an uh, obscure call out. Anymore. It's an
0: obscure call out. Yeah, it's an obscure. But
1: call. I, I clicked into that card, which was, uh, fight night two. And yeah. that was the main event of that one was David Loazzo and Evan Tanner. Oh, wow. Uh, and the, I'm not sure if you remember Evan Tanner's face at the end of that fight, but, uh. He had a few of them where uh, he, he wasn't looking so great by the end of the fight. Uh, was I know. So quick, but, uh, and and my TV uh, just froze, so
0: keep it rolling, Brad. I'll, 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 I should be back with you guys by the main event. we're going to keep this rolling, baby. But yeah, that we didn't get a chance to talk about that fight too much.
1: Um, yeah, that's kind of where Mike Swick's nickname came from. You want uh, a pretty obscure uh, Mike Swick call-out. Uh, I I think I, I'm trying to to remember correctly, but he had a, a couple good battles back in the WEC days um, mm-hmm. that you can now oh, see wow, on uh, uh, on Fight Pass. Uh, but Chris Lieben and and Mike Swick back in the yeah. WEC, pass, that's one worth looking at.
0: Oh wow, that's a great! I forgot about that fight. That was the one I just remember hearing about after because i was a tough noob so i had to go back to watch that one um but yeah no that's a great shout are they uh mm-hmm. i yeah. imagine they're gonna do a setup piece for the main event right because there's only one fight left folks for those of you hanging with us we appreciate it hopefully this edited version is much smoother than the recorded version <laughs> and hopefully this doesn't happen to me with my tv i just gotta i gotta, gotta go to brand new uh uh, I know people are going to hate me like, Dan, why'd you go, why'd you go Samsung again? Listen, they, they got the ESPN app and they got the UFC app or as LG, which I love. I've got a nice C2 OLED in my room. It's great for movies, but they still don't have the ESPN or the Fight Pass apps. Somehow native.
1: So I'm, I'm on an LG right now and All I'm, right. uh, I'm on the UFC what? app. Okay. So maybe, maybe, they, maybe they changed that part. Okay. Store, okay. But, uh, it, it doesn't come prepackaged on the app. They are showing quite a few Yoshiyuka Yoshida throws, and they've uh, repeatedly shown his one uh, anaconda. The, Josh Copenhaver finished, War Machine
0: yeah. at UFC 84 that we already mentioned, correct? UFC oh, will. I know <laughs> BJ Penn cards very well. I can name all the cards from all the, all the fights that happened on them, and I own them <laughs> on DVD. Sorry. <laughs> of course, I know. It's terrible. <laughs> Ill Will was, was a sick card, you know? I mean, I feel like such a, a, a non-Chad going to the weigh-ins because I'm such a cheapskate and I couldn't afford tickets, but I remember going to the weigh-ins, getting a picture with Joey Joe <laughs> Um, That was good. There was a Tito Dana is my, Dana is my bitch weigh-in, that classic. Again, yeah. par- parallels to the WWE, right, with Vince McMahon and feuding with the fighters. Very... UFC has a ton of parallels to the pro wrestling folks, and I'm not even a big pro wrestling guy. And I can pull them out. Um,
1: where, where are they at right now, Brad? What what time are you on your uh, on your roll? I've got Yoshida walking out. It is one thirty one forty five. Cool. I'm around the corner. One. I'm in the 120s
0: Coming around the corner here. One thirty one. You said? Yep. Cool. It'll All be right. one thirty two when Yoshida's get.
1: Get in the cage.
0: Cool. I'm but, at 132.40 uh, and I'll wait for you. He's getting in the cage okay. now. Where are you at? I will let you know. I'm at 132 exactly. Okay. I'm at 132.41.
1: He's getting ready to go into the cage. He's just doing the bounce. I'll, I'll give you the heads up. But uh, in the next uh, 20 seconds, for those who don't know about uh, Yoshiki Yoshida, uh, he came through the GCM greatest common multiple uh promotion which was one of the few promotions in japan at the time that actually used the cage yeah um, so great, great everyone thought that was a little bit more of uh, an advantage to those japanese fighters and i'm at 132 36 7, 8, 9, 40 all know? right
0: we're synced up then yep just doing a little shake a little shake a little shake and now he's in, now he's in. It's like he knew what was coming, spoiler alert. <laughs> All right, Condom Depot on the shorts, baby. Here we go. Oh, man. I recognize that Japanese guy in his corner. He does a lot of the, uh, for a lot of the Japanese, fight, like Takea and like, I don't know, he would do translation for a lot of those guys. What team was he a That's part it. of? I don't know. But yeah, this was a very classic era, right? Like, again, like Condit had his own fights like these in the WEC and welterweight, right? Against the judo boxer guy. He was a judoka, but they learned boxing for MMA and they ended up being bangers, for better or worse, right?
1: <laughs> uh, the uh, the greatest of which, uh, Sexy Yama, right. Akiyama. Oh, yeah, he was great, yep. <laughs> um, which, big Netflix guy. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, Physical One Hundred on on Netflix is uh, a cool show, and basically the the sexy yama show. So I, uh, I wanted to
0: watch it just for sexy yama, So I, I imagine
1: uh, that you know what it was one of those things that like my wife watches stuff on Netflix, and she just like was flipping through stuff, and now they autoplay the the trailers, um, and it showed one of the the challenges that they do. And I was like, wait, 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 hold up. Was that Sexy Yama? And <laughs> she went back to it and it was like, that is Sexy Yama. Uh, so then we ended up watching it. And, oh, that's uh, great. It was worth it. And still the coolest man on the planet.
0: That is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, greasing allegations be damned, right? That's a, that's a, that's a normal it, bingo card in MMA.
1: It was Cocoa Butter. That's right. Buddy. I mean, right. you don't get the skin like that without the cocoa butter. Dance.
0: Oh, no, I mean, no. Come on. No. The, <laughs> the, the, the sexiness, baby. By the way, we got Josh Koscik here, another Tough One uh, alum. So, again, UFC really knows that they hit home with Tough. Uh, they weren't bullshitting. It's not just the uh, Zufa myths. The, the Tough was a tough One was a big deal for the UFC, and they treated it as such. They tried to give these guys good
1: and spots. Mike Swick had such an easy fight that he's out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> i look up and i just see his
0: face as you're saying that i'm like what the f-? yeah I mean, why not right yeah i mean it's aka baby i mean mm-hmm. they, they, they were fighting for their practices so this is just another
1: day of practice for them um <laughs> also if if you guys want the uh the craziest uh, aka throwback i believe it's ufc 24 uh crazy bob cook Against Tiki, uh, they oh, actually were yeah. on an absolute banger uh, of a fight, uh, especially considering that it was like 2000 or, or whenever that fight happened. It but, was surprisingly
0: uh, good. It was surprisingly good. Like you could see why Bob Cook ended up being more of a coach because he had the yes. right ideas. He just you just knew his size and athleticism wasn't going to take him very far, but he had all the right ideas.
1: So go watch that if you're looking for something to watch. But uh, UFC 24, Bob Cook, Tiki. Anyway. Great,
0: great shout great shout by the way this is a josh koschuk era where he was already established where he made a striking turn he was the wrestling guy the heel right coming off the show but yep. i believe it was ufc i want to say 76 that rampage versus forrest griffin pay-per-view where forrest griffin takes the title via leg kicks i want to say that was chris Lytle versus josh Koscheck on that very same card and that was one of the Coming out parties for the striking version of Koscheck. You know what I'm talking about, as far as that iteration. Come out to the Red Hot Chili Peppers and was just like he totally forgot about his wrestling and was just striking. <laughs> and, and this is the era that now he is in. Now he, you saw this trend about a year before this in 2007, and now he's kind of firmly in this. I'm striking Josh Koscheck.
1: Does that sound accurate, Brad? Or I, I'm gonna say that it was 86, not 76. Okay, he sure. fought GSP at 74. And that makes sense. Got yeah, wrestled yeah, to that makes high sense. heaven yeah. uh, and then decided that he needed to learn how to do something else. Uh, yep. But other than that, absolutely correct. We got the intros happening. I remember walking around got Josh because oh, there's nothing more, fight for the troops. Uh, Than sending an American in there to beat a non-white fella brutally.
0: <laughs> yeah, so especially she, so she an Asian person. There's not going to be too much sympathy for Yoshida. And I say that for 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 anyone getting upset at that, I am I am Japanese and Asian for what it's worth, folks. I'm just just saying what it is. They don't really, <laughs> They put him there again. They set up back to what I said. They set up the tough fighters very well, right, Brad?
1: Yes. I there was a time when they knew how to build a fighter.
0: Yeah. And, you know, again, say what you will about their motives, but at least that involved building a fighter, something they don't really do, much less promote fighters these days.
1: Yep. It's the brand, baby. I, it's the brand. You've got to have, like, the brand is one thing, and I know they've found their floor with the UFC brand. But if you want more people than that to tune in, you got to have something that they want to watch, and you got to build fighters to do that. Absolutely. But, anyways, through the first minute, we haven't seen uh, much other than sort of range finding, yeah. little uh, high kick look there from Yoshida. But.
0: I forgot Yoshida was a southpaw. I wonder if uh, Koshchek is having Drew Fickett flashbacks. Of course, you talk about uh, knee knockouts that were meant as kicks like Aljo and Marlon Moraes. Uh, Koshchek Fickett was one of the first ones in the UFC like that. Yeah. But again, Koshchek since got is striking better, and this we're seeing now the more confident version of Josh Koshchek here in 2008. Yes, comfortable. Yes, underrated, I dare say, because everybody kind of wrote him off as just like uh, just an asshole. But he put on some fun fights in this era, I will say.
1: Yep, landed a decent right hand there, yeah, and sort of threw the first one and threw the second one as a follow up once Yoshida was back against the cage and actually landed it. But... Oh, coming in, too. And that was his punch, obviously.
0: I could totally see why you got excited. Why people would get excited, though, at the same time for Koscik. You know, you got a really good athlete, really great wrestling pedigree. Was a good age at this time.
1: Yep.
0: I mean, the possibilities, in a way, were almost endless. And if you put yourself in that mindset of 08. Oh, bad right. He's already out on his feet on the first one. And the second one, he was stiff. He was done on the first one. And now he is out, out, like astral traveling, as Joe Rogan would say. Like, he did the stiff arm, where the arms went stiff, and the eyes rolled up back to the head, and he's just gone. he gone. His
1: eyes are both still in separate directions. This
0: is one of the most brutal... I mean, I remember at the time, like, MMA fans are really ignorant to what standing stoppages are or should be. Right, Brad? But even at this time, yeah. as ignorant as I was, I knew that he was out on the feet. He's just yeah. gone. He doesn't even see the second well, punch coming. There's no reaction
1: yeah, the, to it. The only reason that he didn't fall over because of the first punch is because he bounced off the cage.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there's that too, yes. He's in like this weird like negative space like purgatory until Kostak hits him again. It's brutal.
1: You, you almost have to go back to like, I don't know, Pedro Hizzo, Josh Barnett to find something like that where the guy's out on his feet and then eats another one clean.
0: Yeah, and I know this was already a violent card, and we've all seen a lot of knockouts. I imagine y'all listening, and a knockout from a big right hand on paper should sound the least surprising, right, Brad? With that being yeah. said, for right hand knockouts, that's a pretty bad one, right? We're not just playing it up like this is this is this is this is a pretty bad one as far as your standard right hand overhand right knockout goes.
1: Yeah, e- eats the shot clean. Already compromised no, like nothing stopping him from falling to the ground uh, and as Dan mentioned earlier you've got another guy that doesn't show up for uh, the, yes, yeah. the winner's hand, which That's is like not at least a good four today.
0: like at least like four today, usually you get like maybe one of those a card, Brad, we've had four, mm-hmm. and we've only watched 75% of this card <laughs> and these cards aren't as big as the cards that they build down now by the way, like 14, 15 deep <laughs> We watched 75% the, of, like, a 10-fight card, and we have more injuries. <laughs>
1: uh, the worst part is, like, it it looks like he's kind of looking at him. Yes. But that's just the way his head's pointed. Because there's no reaction uh, to the punch.
0: There's none. He's just no looking at nothing. It looks like, yeah, it, it looks like he could be looking at something, but you're like, oh, he didn't see any of that. Nope. I that's love when they the, cut back Kostrick was, like walking Yamasaki through the stoppage and showing him the part that he exactly hit him in. I'm like, I love that the fighter has more wherewithal than the ref of what just happened. That's great. Yeah. And they're playing and the credits, of course. The,
1: uh, the credits where we nah, nah, used to nah. see, yeah, we, we don't get this anymore where they, well, I, I, maybe we do. I don't watch until the, like, as soon as the last fight's done, yeah. I'm out of there. I, I turn it off not watching anymore but i used to love this little recap at the end Me of every too. card where you got the highlights
0: yeah we were even singing along to it the last time at least my dumbass was and uh, <laughs> i'll spare you guys that here but yeah i love it but now they have espn plus post shows and a bunch of other shoulder programming they have to run right into so it's almost like they don't even have time for the montages anymore
1: yeah but uh wow that was fun man. all right good card I mean fun card I I don't want to say good card. yeah no it's definitely a fun Um, card this would be one of the ones that like looking back on it after the fact that people will be like oh that's a great card um but like was it
0: (laughs) right yeah yeah I don't think it was a great card I will say it didn't disappoint any uh it wasn't one of those things where like okay my memory held it higher than it was so I will say that um, yep. I will leave the There's- door open for more violent cards, Brad, because we're going to keep doing this. But I will say this was a pretty damn violent card. I, I think this – I could comfortably say this, this should probably hold up in a top five, at the very least a top ten um, that anybody could pull up.
1: Yeah, I – I think it's up there. Um, As far as just, like,
0: percentage and injuries, I mean, again, it wasn't as big of a card. It was, what, 10 to 12 fights as opposed to the 14 to 15. We watched maybe three quarters, if that, probably less, and we still had, you know, what was it, three broken bones officially, uh, three to four uh, no losers even in in condition to raise their hand at the end.
1: Um,
0: Yeah, not not bad, I'd say.
1: That's that's up there. Yeah. I think the, the card that, that followed this one up, the, uh, the big pay-per-view to end the year, uh, has been, and like I said, we, we used to do those. Uh, UFC 92 ended up being pretty damn violent. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, you know, given the time period, the fighters involved, uh, I, I struggle to, to think of, of too many cards that would hold up to, uh, to that level of violence.
0: Yeah. I mean, even you said so yourself. I didn't even catch that. It was in the Wikipedia recap. You said that there was an unusual amount of injuries on this card. They even note that in the recap. Yeah. Yeah. That was was pretty cool tidbit there. Right on. Well, we'll try to do, Brad. We'll try to get out of 2008. How about that? We'll make it a goal. Regardless of what we do, we won't do anything in 2008 for the next card. We'll give you a break from that year. But if you guys want to get a jump on the suggestions, hit me up in the comment section. This video version is going to be on YouTube. Uh, you guys, of course, can reach the pod at the PyM Podcast or me at Dan Tom MMA if you're listening on audio. But uh, Brad, does that sound like a good goal? We'll just uh, we'll see what suggestions we get, but we'll definitely uh, change
1: things up for the next one. It it doesn't have to be after 2008 either. It could no. be before. Yeah, we. Doesn't can go way have back. to be UFC.
0: We're yeah, on, no. we're
1: on the old fight pass machine. Yep, And it could be something outside of UFC. So. Go Bushido
0: Nine if you guys want to get crazy. Who knows? Ooh,
1: although that event's like four and a half hours. Yeah, it? maybe
0: not that one. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see what the <laughs> cut down version is. Yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta choose carefully there, folks. But we'll we'll definitely hit you with some. We'll spread out the
1: variety. I think is what Brad's trying to say, right? Absolutely. We'll we'll find something for you guys that's that's entertaining as as the other few have been and. uh We'll be back with you with another one of these because I, lo- I love watching these old cards so, yeah uh, it's a blast and it's even better doing it with it dan
0: Ah, oh, well i appreciate you joining me brad it's uh gives us something like our us old jaded curmudgeon fucks kind of uh curse words there uh since i always put the explicit anyways it gives us something to kind of have fun with so hopefully you guys are having fun with this too feedback suggestions always welcome um you know, again, hit me up at Dan Tom MMA. My guy uh, Brad Taschuk here uh, at Braschuk. If you want to bother him on the Twitter machine, but go support his podcast, man. The MMA analysis, of course. Uh, I don't want to timestamp it too much to say which betting networks you're with, but uh, you guys uh, deserve love on whatever platforms are smart enough to uh, grab you guys up. So, Brad, anything else you want to say before you, we get out of here?
1: I think all of us are having terrible enough betting years uh thus far this year that nobody is uh is supporting us uh but that's uh, that's what happens in this game when you do it long enough you're, you're gonna have a shit run so uh i think uh, in this last minute or so we we upped the curse words from uh i think we only up at like three for the entire wow. yeah we stream, good. which is great for us They're pretty good um, for us i'd say yeah we we kept it tame on this one hmm. i don't know if it's tomorrow's a work day for me or, or what's going on. But, uh, you yeah, know, we, we still had some fun. And as Dan said, if you've got any suggestions for the next one that we're going to do, hit us up. Uh, we are open to pretty much any and all MMA. Uh, we just want to make sure that it's accessible to the masses, uh, yeah. if they want to tune in.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or accessible to like my crappy TV, which I'm going to look into. This is crazy. I know. hoping there's a connection problem because, uh, uh, well, we'll see. I just, I just upgraded some equipment in here. So either way, it's gonna keep getting better. So thank you guys. Thank you, Brad, for joining me. It was a, a long sports day, a nice long Memorial Day weekend. We're ending it on a high note. And uh, all right, guys. So you guys enjoy yourself. And until next time. And as always, protect your neck.